All right. Whoa, Josh, that was the co-op music. Why are we starting the show with co-op music? What What is going on? Brett, you know me. I do what I want. I'm going to mess with you. <laughs> and I've just decided this whole episode, I'm just going to screw with you. You're just going to have to deal with it. So let's get in to our co-op, Brett. Well, I shouldn't be surprised. You you do mess with me all the time. In fact, it started before we even started recording. I said, hey, before we record tonight, can I go grab some lotion for my hands? And you've been messing with me and teasing me about that the whole time, which I hope, I hope <laughs> Brett, our this listeners... This is a family-friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope our... <laughs> my hands were chapped, and I have eczema, and I've been working outside, and I just needed some lotion, and you're just harassing me, man. And now you're messing that... with the show and talking about co- doing co-op first. What is going on? It's that, it's that dry desert air. It messes with us all. So. It is. It is. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's do this, Brett. Cause like I said, I'm going to mess with you this month or this episode. So why don't you just share the co-op? I don't care if it's out of order. Let's, let's just do it. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll share the co-op. Uh, let's see. We were supposed to achieve a victory Royale. Now let me take our listeners back a month ago. We had never played Fortnite, and we decided to play Fortnite together, and we had fun. <laughs> Not just any kind of fun. We had a lot of fun, which we were very surprised about, but we got our butts kicked. And then a few days later, we invited our kids to play with us, and we both got victory royales with our kids. But we thought, well, come on, John. Me and you, if we can do it with our kids, you and me can do it together. So that was our goal, right? That was our co-op goal to get a victory royale. Why don't, why don't you tell us how that went down? Well, I think we we both had a busy month and <laughs> I think we had a good month. So I'm going to preface this because we've had a lot of episodes where like, we had a bad month. We actually had a good month. Um, but as far as a co-op went, we had one night where we planned to get on and to attempt this. And we were having issues because we were going to kind of cheese it a little bit and bring alongside some of our kids to help us out. And the issue I was having was I think I was trying to play. I can't remember if I was trying to play on PlayStation. And my son downstairs was also trying to play on PlayStation. And Fortnite didn't like that because he's a sub account. And the Xbox was downstairs where he was playing. So I was trying to like move everyone around and it just we were fighting an uphill battle and it just did not work. So we did not accomplish the Fortnite. So basically what you're saying is when you tried to log in to play with me to get a victory royale, it bumped your son off. But instead of just saying too bad, I'm dad and I'm going to play with my friend Brett and we're going to get a victory royale. You bailed and said, I did. We're we're, we're not going to play because I have no confidence. Just Brett and I can do it. We need my son, Sam. Or this is impossible. No, it, it was it was fatherhood at its best. I caved to my child's demands. Actually, I promised him earlier in the day that he could play later at night. And then we decided, I think it was somewhat last minute. Hey, let's get on and play. And so I would have had to kick him out. And I was just like, ah, I don't have the guts to do it tonight. Like, I promised the poor <laughs> kid I'd let him play. So, oh, anyways, you are, you are a good dad. No, we didn't get that goal. But um, that was our online. Oh, sorry, that was our couch co-op with me and you do the couch co-op. We do have an online co-op as well, where we give a shout out to our community and say, hey, what goals are you working on? We did have two people, since we're, we're doing this out of order, I guess I got to do this part of the co-op as well, right? I got, I got yeah. two people that did write in. Now, uh, I got to preface this first one because she goes by the name of Sharon, but I lovingly call her mom. So that's basically who's listening to our show. Thanks, mom, for listening. But she did write in a goal, so I promised her I'd share it. 
So let me let me share mom's goal here. She says she doesn't have any gaming comments. Now that's mom. What I need to go over to her house and probably set up her, my old Nintendo or something so she has some gaming goals. But she did want to say that she got a puppy in August. And oh boy, did she ever get this puppy. This this thing has a ton of energy. Cute little dog. And she says, there is nothing that's going to stop me from walking him two times a day. Now, wait, I got to pause there for just a second. My mom works full time. She drives all the way downtown. It's almost an hour commute. She works eight hours a day. So I'm... I know she's probably waking up at like 4 a.m. to do this because she walks in when she gets back from work, too. So um, anyway, she does say that this has really benefited my fitness. Um, she hasn't walked in years because she has a spinal injury. She got in a car accident when she was in high school and um, walking is really painful for her. But she says it just goes to show you that you will do anything for a puppy that you love uh, so much or anything else for that matter. So I wanted to share that because, you know, that's some pretty good advice from a mom. I got a good mom. You have a good mom, too. But your mom didn't write she's, in. She's okay. Um, <laughs> she's she's nope. a big gamer, though. Isn't she like a Tetris fiend? Or she aficionado? is a Tetris fiend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not like that kid that got, you know, that beat Tetris. Um, yeah. But no, I was going to say when you're talking about that, I totally agree with the dog thing because having... I've had a dog now for two years, never had one before. And I get out walking so much more having a dog and almost feels like you have a built in excuse to do it. Like you just don't feel weird. Like just randomly, like I'm just going to go outside and look in people's windows as I walk around the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The dogs definitely motivate you to go out for sure. So good for you. Good for, good for my mom. All right. We had one other person write in now. I am sharing this, even though it's super short, because I think there is something we can learn from this. But why don't you read what Walt said? Okay. Walt Sorensen said, fitness zero, game if I'm lucky. So so I, why I do you think I wanted to share that on the podcast, Josh? Does that sound like, does that sound familiar? Well, I mean, we, we've been there and yeah. plenty of times. And you know what? But just even even putting it out there, I think, is a good start right like there's nothing wrong with saying like i'm not doing great right now like it's easy to come on a podcast and like act like like you're the, you know the world's greatest thing it's almost kind of like if you go to church and sometimes sometimes i'll get annoyed um this is terrible to say but you know how there's certain people that put on this persona almost yeah. like well i'm at church so i better act like i'm better than everyone else type thing and it's like just just be yourself it's okay like be happy where you are. And yeah, if, if maybe this motivates you to go for a walk, then go for a walk. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and maybe it's not, maybe, maybe he's interpreting fitness differently than we are. Maybe he's thinking, Oh, I gotta, you know, go to the gym or something. So just, just a reminder. And my mom stated it a minute ago. Fitness is, is anything that gets your body moving. You know, if you're just sitting in a chair and you're doing some stretches. So well, that's my advice, you know, don't, don't worry about the fitness. Just, uh, you know, stretch out your back a little bit. Uh, maybe stand when you're working at your instead of sitting at a desk. So you got this, uh, Walt. We just want to give you a shout out that uh, you can start from anywhere. If you're at zero right now, there's there's uh, nowhere to go but up and, and just start small. So you got this. And um, we're wishing you good luck with the gaming. It, we, I do feel very fortunate every time I, I have time to game. It is, it is lucky that I, I have 
a good job and, you know, a good support from the family where I can have some leisure time. Not everyone is that lucky. So I think that's kind of how Walt's feeling too. Yep. No, totally get it. Um, Brett, I'm going to tease something here real briefly, but we had two people join in our co-op, but last month, if you remember, I mentioned that we might have a different episode and we actually have a co another person coming along the ride with us, a player three, so to speak. Um, but we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, Brett, can you tell our listeners where they can go to join our co-op session? Absolutely. Yes. If you want to join us and share your goals, your fitness, your nutrition, your gaming goals, send us a message to fitdadgamedad at gmail.com. You can find us on Discord, Facebook, and X by searching for fitdadgamedad, all one word. And seriously, we want to hear your highs and lows, just like, you know, Walt was sharing maybe, I don't want to say it was his lows, but, you know, he was he was sharing he's at zero right now. We want to hear it all. Don't just write in your successes. We want to try and uh, encourage you. So um, anyway, that was... Uh, that was a different kind of warm up. We usually warm up with some rapid fire questions, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty warm, Josh. So that's okay. You mix things up a little bit. Uh, so I got on my stretchy pants. Can we get the show started? Doc, get on your bicycle. Mac, put on your pink hoodie and high tops, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to Fit Dad Game Dad, a monthly podcast where this month, three middle-aged dads encourage each other to reach both their fitness and their couch gaming goals. I'm Josh Stapleton, and with me this month is my two, yes, two good friends, Brett Bodden and Sean Capri. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Uh, at the moment, I'm freezing, but otherwise, pretty okay. <laughs> I am in the Canadian Arctic and um, yeah, it's cold in my basement today, but, but I'm doing good. You know, good to see you guys. I know it's such a dorky question, but I'd ask you what you keep your temperature at, but you'd say something in Celsius and then I'd have to get out a calculator and I don't know that I'd even, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if I'd know what it was. <laughs> I oh, had to man. learn like, it's, it's like learning another language. Um, Cause I often speak with, with folks who work in Fahrenheit. So I, I don't know. It's, it's probably colder than what is comfortable, but it, this is the thing is this, this is something is wrong. That's kind of the point. It, it's colder than I want it to be. Like this is not on purpose. So something is, I don't know, it's like some, somebody's left a window open or something. Cause it's, I got two sweaters on just to talk to you guys here tonight and not be chatting my teeth on the microphone here. Goodness. Well, well that's dedication. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. I, I feel kind of bad. You're so freezing over there. You need to get, I got a space heater running right next to me. You got, you got anything like that? I got, um, I got like one of those heated pads. Um, you plug it in, you know, for our hurt back, you know, when we're trying to get active over here and you pull, so you get a little too zeal overzealous. So I got, I got that around, but, um, it gets a little too hot too too sweat. It's just, it's a, it's a nice cozy kind of feeling tonight. Yeah. Well, Is it too hot not... though? I mean, cause so, sorry, sorry, I, I cut you off, Brett. But like, I, you were saying that, and it made me think of like the heated seats in a car. And I'm not, I'm not a car yeah. person. Like, like I, I have a lot of friends that really get into cars, and all I care about with a car is that it has a nice heated seat and a way to play music or podcasts. Like seriously, that's yep. about all I care about. And I will turn that thing on till my back starts sweating, and I keep thinking <laughs> like, 
maybe I should turn it off now. Like, no, just keep that heat cranking. I know what you're saying, Josh. You got to get one with the levels. Does Sean? Does yours have like low, medium, high? I think yeah, that's we got Josh low, medium, high. Definitely. See, yep. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're good, Josh. You, you probably buy. So, Josh, you should care a little bit more about your cars, so you can you can buy the different. If you're worried about it getting too hot, but I guess you're not. No, I, I always just keep it at high. Like it's I never maximum. turn it to low. Yeah, yeah, maximum. all the time. Yeah. Same. Well, in Canada, in Canada, it sounds like they don't need three levels. Just the maximum is what you need. Up maximum there. always. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Sean, nice to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, so, I'm, uh, I'm glad we get to do this. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. So that, that's why things are out of order. Then, Josh, you had this surprise waiting for me. I I'm, I anticipate more surprises. Is that what you got going on today? Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, I mean, none, none as surprising as, as bringing Sean on, but yeah, I'm going to screw with you some more just, uh, for my own benefit. <laughs> well, okay. So what do you want to do next? You want to do the skill tree? Like, I'm going to have to ask yeah. you now. Cause I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to explain the skill tree. Uh, Sean kind of knows how this works, but this is for our listeners and Sean as well. So every month, we 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 compete, me me and you, and we set some goals, and we talked about our co-op goal already, and we earn points. Now we didn't achieve our co-op goal, so we got zero points. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to recap what we call side quests and main missions. Just like in the video game world, you got your side quests and your main missions, and you. You play these different levels and things to try and level up your character. We're trying to level up our bodies and our minds and, and, and fitness. And uh, we're going to go over our side quests, which are worth one point, and our main missions, which are worth two. So, Josh, you alluded to it. It's been a good month for both of us. January is always a great month to restart. You know, you got the New Year's resolutions. You're feeling super motivated for a good year. And I think both of us... I, I have a good feeling we earned a lot of points. Why don't you start us off? How many points did you get and for what on your side quests? Yeah, no, I agree. Like January is, it's important, right? Like as, as corny as it is to say like starting the new year. And I know they always say like everyone goes to the gym the first week of January and gives up. But, um, but at least for me, like I felt like coming off of the holidays and I'd say I survived. I didn't thrive, but I survived through it. I felt like I really needed a good January. Plus our podcast kind of sucks if we always suck. Like it's okay if we occasionally suck at things, but if every single month we're just like, oh, didn't do this, didn't do that. Like that gets old kind of quick. Okay, so I'll go through my side quests kind of quick. The first one I had was to walk the dog 10 times. Uh, That probably doesn't sound all that hard, but it's January and it's butt cold. And there are a number of times where... It was either just too snowy or rainy or icy or whatever, but I did. I, I got out and walked him 10 times. Um, it was probably now that's like not something Sean could have done because it's unhealthy for him to even leave his house up in Canada. Right, you actually Sean, have you... no idea. Yeah, it was <laughs> record, record cold uh, in January. We hit like minus 50 and that's See, where that's... This, that's where it's the same. It's so cold. Like they merge together. Celsius and Fahrenheit. They're the same. It, it was beyond cold here. So what happens when it's that cold? Does everyone just shut down? I mean, people aren't walking their dogs. People Are people going to work? Actually, uh, yeah, we are going to work. Uh, things don't shut down. Um, but our neighbor across the street, um, they've got just a great dog. Uh, and yeah, they were walking them out there, you know, maybe, maybe no more than 10 minutes. I, it couldn't have been uh, much more than that. But it was, yeah, frostbite in 
seconds frostbite in like like 60 to, to 120 seconds out there and so even for us it was aggressive and now it's warmed up quote unquote warmed up to you know freezing level so 32 or zero if you like which makes sense okay it makes sense that zero is freezing that's how that works oh no uh, we're not arguing with you we, okay. we know the metric system and celsius makes sense we, okay. we we that was a little aggressive my bad my bad no no no. we have aggressive. no idea why america does some of the things they they do you know I've my heard, wife and I've... i went out to dinner sorry sorry i just got it and and we were talking with my mom tonight it was for my wife's birthday and we were talking about the upcoming election and it's looking very likely like trump might get reelected. and the last time that happened i don't want to turn this into a political show but i got a lot of questions from my canadian friends like how did you guys elect trump what what's up with that i don't know I can't tell you why we elected Trump, and I can't tell you why we do them. We don't use the metric system. It's, we do some things here that I just don't understand. Just It'll different counting. Uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard good good arguments for Fahrenheit. Uh, most Canadians won't tell you that. They're, they're, we're all locked in on what we do. Um, but you know, Celsius is how water feels, and Fahrenheit is how people feel. And if it's a hundred, that's maximum hot. And if it's more than a hundred, that's beyond maximum hot. Like that's how I think that makes sense. I think that's okay. <laughs> Hey, I've never heard I, it explained no, I, that way. It's how people feel. I like that. It's how people feel. Yeah. I like Celsius. The only thing I'd say about Fahrenheit, the only advantage is since it's a wider scale, is like if I turn up my thermostat one degree, it's, you know, smaller increments, I guess. Makes sense. Um, so, but I, I guess you could probably turn it up like half a degree. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's yeah, workarounds, but for sure. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I, Brett, was it last month or two months ago we were talking about my brother and how there are certain things that i like just because it was like the opposite like like i liked the ultimate warrior as a kid because he liked hulk hogan i like mm -hmm. batman because he liked superman i think that's kind of america it's like oh everyone else does this well screw them we're gonna do it our own way just because <laughs> we are some arrogant <laughs> sobs you got it yeah we Not are at all okay so, so I walked the dog 10 times. Um, <laughs> Sorry to derail us. I just, I just had this vision of Sean walking a dog and I was like up in Canada thinking, is that even possible? So I was, you know, you're lucky, Josh, you had that opportunity. But what, yeah, what a weird month. I mean, there was definitely some times where it was too cold, but then we had days where it was like 50 and nice. So go oh, figure. Crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get it here. Okay. My next side quest wasn't really health related. It was just more fun and maybe just uh, good for the soul, but I've been trying to read a little more. Uh, and so for Christmas, I got the last Ronin. Um, and actually, Sean, this is kind of thanks to you. All, yes. all your talk about reading comics. I don't think I've read a comic or ever really read a, a graphic novel. And I really loved it. Um, so, yeah, I, I did finish the last Ronin. My nine year old son read it on Christmas Day when I wasn't paying any attention and I mean, it wasn't terrible for a little kid, but it, you know, had, I asked him, I was like, um, was there bad <laughs> words in there? And he's like, there were a few. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I did that. Um, the next one. So Don't this, start with like the lighter Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Just go with like the heaviest thing any of us have ever seen or read in that I universe. Know. I love it. But uh, yeah, we, we've watched you a few of the train cartoons them while together, yep. I guess. <laughs> Um, okay, the next one is one that I have talked about for a couple months was I wanted to start therapy and I kind of I had a lot of hesitation like 
I deal with anxiety like a lot of people do. And I had a lot of anxiety over starting therapy. And then I looked in some places and saw the price tag on it. And I was like, well, screw that. I'm too cheap to, to do therapy. But I, I found a, an alternative that was affordable and I've had, uh, two or three, two, I think two sessions already. And it's been good. Um, like, I don't think after two sessions, I feel like, like everything is magically better, but, but I'm noticing differences. Um, and just being open about it, like a lot of my anxiety comes in social situations and just, just even having a few, even like small, like things to do to kind of help me get through it. Just, just coping mechanisms has been has been helpful um so there's that um okay and then my last side quest was similar to one that brett had but instead of weighing myself daily i said every other day and i did that intentionally just in case i missed a day i actually ended up i think weighing myself every single day except for two days where i was um away from home at my sister's wedding so those are my side quests i had a clean sweep on them brett so suck it (laughs) ouch ouch well i didn't do so bad myself let me let me review mine before you tell me to suck it but before i review mine let's hey sean do you have any i know we call them side quests but basically what we're saying is like little mini things you want to get done Uh, i like to compare it to like a weekend project like oh my gosh i gotta clean out the freaking garage you know do you have any projects or, or games or little things like that in january that you're just like kind of proud of yourself that you got done yeah, a lot of it is on the um, in the po- podcasting side of things. Um, we have a lot of changes going on in some of the the, the shows that, that we've got going on. So a lot of the spare time has been just kind of solving for that. You know, it's kind of where I really enjoy to spend time is identifying this is kind of a hurdle and we've got to get creative and, and figure out ways around it. So, yeah, a lot of it has been has been there. Um, but I feel like everything else has been bigger actually i do have goal like little like i break up my my new year's resolutions generally into kind of like smaller portions um as the months go by so that's kind of how i have been approaching the last couple of years and last year was a pretty good year um but i will say um i'm i'm reaching i'm reaching the ripe old age where things come in and kind of sideswipe you a little bit um i've been in pretty decent shape uh this last little while and, and put in fitness first um but I got an official diagnosis of gout just six days ago. And so I've been off my feet uh, for a little while, unfortunately, but I think I've got it under control. So that'll just be a new, you know, just as the guy learns to start running and recaptures the ability to, you know, get that back in his life, then the universe puts in just this, just a terrible feeling in uh, now is both feet. Um, So let's just try to see how this goes and, uh, yeah, it's been, it, it'll make the next, it'll make 2024 pretty interesting, I think, as I don't want to abandon all the progress that's been made over the last probably year or two years or so. Yeah. Oh man. I'm sorry to hear that, but, uh, great job on the progress for the last couple of years. What did you just start having these symptoms? You said yeah. it was diagnosed six days ago, but so it wasn't, it's fairly new. It is. Yeah, I had um, sort of, I guess it would have been a flare up in September, or October or something. Um, but it was shortly after kind of the end of quite a lot of running. So I, th- I think I had like a, a misdiagnosis of a stress fracture. So they, they sent me in for scans and all these things looking for stress fractures and it and it wasn't that. Um, then I had an ultrasound on my foot, which I didn't know you could get one. Um, 
and so uh, I guess the good news for me is my foot is not pregnant, so that's good. Uh, they didn't find they did not find a baby in there, um, but they did find so- signs of some forms of trauma and injury and stuff like that. So they sent me in for a steroid shot and it cleared it right up, and I was feeling really great. Um, and then it showed up again last weekend in my left foot. So. Uh, went in to see a different doctor. He looked at it for 17 seconds, said gout, I'll be right back. And he wrote me a prescription for a couple meds. And um, yeah, after 12 hours or so, uh, felt much better. So it seems like that's what's going on. And it's just one of those things of, like I said, it's it's ironic in a way. It feels like a test of some sort to um, feel like I've conquered a demon of some sort. I ran my first marathon uh, last year, um, and I actually closed out the year with a second one. Tech- just finished it. Like this, these aren't fast time. These are just technically crossing the finish line. Yeah. Um, but it was really proud about last year, and now, now this kind of pops up, which is put me through a bit of a spiral, to be honest with you guys. So yeah. I guess going into this next month, it's like find ways to be active. You know, just like find ways that I I can recover from this and um, not not take. 10, 15, 20 steps backwards, but uh, still keep the progress going forward. Yeah. Well, freaking congratulations on the marathons. Um, Thanks, man. I, I, I ran three marathons, and I'm going to share something real quick because I went through a similar journey, and I hope you don't go through the same journey I did, meaning I hope you can get back to running and can manage the pain and all those things because it sounds like you love running. Yeah. But on my third marathon, my knees gave out, and I haven't run since. And now I didn't go to a doctor. I just knew they they were bad. And so I, I, I rested for over a year and then tried to get back at it. And I couldn't even run three miles without this excruciating knee pain. So I think something I did something to my knees for, for from years and years and years of running. Um, and I'm sure I could have gone to a doctor and figured something out and rehabbed or whatever. But I... Like you were saying, you you were hoping to find another way to stay active. I ended up finding something I actually enjoyed more than running, but there was definitely mm. a time where I was I was pretty down about it because I'd be bummed. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be bummed out if that's well. It's um because I've kind of <clears throat> I thought I was there actually. I grew up running. I played a lot of soccer growing up, and um, after a while, like when the kids were born, I just stopped doing really anything. Um, and then with covid really wasn't doing too much at all working from home i slept upstairs came down here to work went back upstairs to go to sleep like zero you know maybe maybe 50 steps a day kind of thing just brutal stuff and so when i tried to get back into running everything like my ankles would swell up my knees would swell up i thought it was i'm like oh i guess i'm i guess that's just the way life goes i guess that's how things are i guess that's you know now it's my time so i felt like i was done and that was a that was a bummer of a time definitely and kudos to josh for starting your therapy um journey um i've i've been on that for a number of years and it's it's important i think it's very it's important to to gain those tools to um you know navigate life um so yeah it's i'm hopeful that this isn't i'm hopeful that this is just temporary i'm hopeful to learn from you know these kinds of things in the past and your story brett is really really inspiring as well because there it's good to know that there's other things to discover um but it's it's been very nice just to realize that um what i thought was done and thought was done with me is not the case so um we'll figure it out we'll we'll, yeah we'll figure out what's going on in 2024 awesome awesome great outlook and like i said i i I hope you 
figure this out again and you're you're back to run. I hope you don't have the same journey as me. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Brett, one one other thing. This is not in line with that, but Sean, also you mentioned um, all the changes over at Carpool Gaming, and and I will say, you know, I know you guys haven't announced everything yet, and so I'm not gonna ask about that. Um, when does this go but, live? When do you guys publish this? Because we're announcing on Monday. Whatever. Yeah, I, I know you are. Um, yeah, yeah. Mine'll go. It'll, it, I'll I'll edit it tomorrow and upload it overnight, and it'll go okay. live probably Monday. Okay. But um, I will say, so I've been about, I think about two weeks behind on the Xbox drive, and I've been trying to catch up when I go out to walk the dog, just because I don't have, I used to have much more time to listen to podcasts when I would commute into work. That would be my time yeah. there and back. And so now it's most of my podcast time is either grocery shopping or walking the dog. Yes. Yeah. Shout and, out to the grocery shopping podcast, the little, the one yeah. earbud and mm-hmm, I'm with you. <laughs> So, so I've been listening to the Xbox drive a lot on, on these dog walks and, um, I was just listening yesterday, um, to when you guys were talking about one of the changes that was going to take place with, with Ryan and, um, and that kind of blew my mind for a split. Actually, I was listening a couple weeks behind and then I saw the live stream, I think from last night where it had the the little image. So I had to catch up and listen to a few minutes of that. Cause when it said Ryan was, was going that I was like, what in the world? But then hear <laughs> that he's going over to the PlayStation drive. So anyways, yeah. I will just say as a fan of your stuff, I'm, I'm excited um, for whatever is, is next there. And, and definitely uh, wanted to give you a little kudos for all the, all the good work you do over at carpool. So it's definitely, Thanks, definitely something that I've appreciated for a long time. So, well, Anyways. I think we've all met some really awesome people in this podcasting world. So it's just fun to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, Josh, the last thing you said before we uh, listened to Sean's, um, some of his goals was for me to suck it. So let me just get, yes. let me circle back to that. And I, and I stand by that. <laughs> okay. I, Brett, Brett, I'm coming for blood this year. You won last year by the smallest of margins. And I felt there was like, no margin. Sorry, it this... was by paper, rock, scissors. Yes. The smallest <laughs> of margins. We yeah. basically tied at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a point earlier in the year where I had a good lead on you and I, Oh yeah. And maybe, I, maybe I got a little comfortable and so this year, I, like, I don't care if I get way far ahead of you. I'm just like putting my foot on the throat and just going yeah. for it. But well, uh, I'll tell you this: you're um, about to go one point ahead of me, but that could Good. that could mean everything by the end. Here's why: I accomplished three out of my four side goals. Okay. Okay. The one I did not accomplish was to not go over a thousand calories in a week. I was going to have two weeks of being totally under. I was going to have two weeks of where I could cheat a little bit, but I didn't want to cheat more than a thousand. I did one time I stayed under a thousand. And then one time I went, mm, I, those cheat meals, man. Ah, gosh, I just, I got to, I got to work on that. So I did, I did, I got zero points. So you're, you're right. I, I did suck it on that particular goal. But listen, the other three I did pretty good on. Now, the first one, as you know, I started a new job at Delta Airlines and one of the requirements to stay employed was to memorize 210 station codes. So these are like the codes uh, that your airport goes by so we know where to send your baggage. Now, Sean, I got to tell you something, man. Canada is messed up when it comes <laughs> to airport like station wise. codes. Okay. For, we like so wise. Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Yeah. Salt Lake City. 
SLC, Salt Lake City. Okay, Calgary, YYC. Y-Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what, what's your closest airport? Edmonton. Y-E-G. Edmonton, Y-E-G. So mm-hmm. every airport in Canada starts with a Y. Can, can you please explain to me why every airport starts with a Y? I don't think I can, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I so have no idea. I, I almost was fired from my job because of Canada, because trying to memorize all the airport codes that didn't make any sense, starting with a Y. Blame Canada. Brett, yeah. Chicago, yeah. quick. OHR. ORD. Well, that's O'Hare, O-R-D. O-R-D. but there's Sorry. also Midway, too, so. MDW. Yeah. Which okay. I, yeah. You so, quizzed me on those last Chicago, time and I got Chicago, them wrong. Chicago's a little weird. ORD, yeah. I guess the O is probably for O'Hare, but I don't know what the R and D yeah. is for. Yeah. There were there were little tricks and things we had to learn. And I will tell you, you could take this test more than once. The first time I missed 45, and more than half of those were in Canada. But the, <laughs> the next time I took it, I only missed seven, and that was enough to pass. So I got a point for that. So I still have a job. Nashville. Nashville. Uh, B-N-A. Yes, nice. Yeah. So, okay. Stop quizzing me. I'm not at work this right is now. This fun. <laughs> this could be a... I told you we could do a mini game on this here. Okay, so um, the next two goals I got were to set up a financial tracker for 2024. I'm trying a new app by... I keep calling him Gordon Ramsay's, but he's the kitchen guy. Dave Ramsey's is the finance guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's... <laughs> They're two very different people, but um, Dave Ramsey's has a app for finances that I'm I'm trying out. I really I love my apps for tracking things. I love my spreadsheets. I love my apps. I used to use one called YNB. You need a budget. You ever heard of that one? It's one of the more popular budgeting apps. Wasn't my favorite. That's so that was an airport. You were saying that's pr- well. It starts a Canadian with- airport. <laughs> it yeah. probably is that too. <laughs> Good point, John. Anyway, I set that up. Well, I'll let you know how it goes throughout the year. But so far, uh, I was under budget for my finances in January. So, so far, the uh, app's working. And then the last thing I did was, like you, Josh, weigh myself. Now, you did every other day. I did every day. That really helps keep you motivated. That's just something I think I just need to keep in in my uh, regimen and my routine. So, uh, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, Sean, I, do you, I've kind do you of, weigh yourself pretty oh. often? Or should, no. Yeah, Josh, tell me about your journey there. No? Okay, that doesn't help no, you at all. I, I was just going to say, I used to only do it like a couple times a week because the the thing I didn't like about the daily is sometimes your body will fluctuate and it can almost like, you, I want to look more at trends than I want to like look at the daily, but but I did, I'm kind of getting the bug for the daily. And, and if it does go up a little bit, just say like, let's see what it's like over a couple of days, but it's just I, I, how to say this. I don't think it's necessarily great to weigh yourself daily, but at the same point, I found that when I shy away from the scale, that's a bad sign too, because I know I don't want to see it. Um, so you know, it wouldn't go it up daily if it was in kilograms, because the increments wouldn't be as small and noticeable. <laughs> There's still decimal points. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never stood on a scale that has kilograms. I, should, I didn't know there was decimal points. Why don't you say that? Because, um, yeah, this is just, the, uh, and again, this is me representing an entire country, apparently. Um, most of us, I don't think, weigh ourselves in kilograms. And we don't tell you how how tall we are in meters. We would say we're, you know, 5'9", 195 pounds. Like, we, that's, we would say the same thing. So our scales 
my scale is just I could see it just in the bathroom just off to the side over here. It's that set in pounds. With this a decimal is, point. This isn't this is interesting to me. So why do you use pounds? Yeah, good question. No clue. No clue. Distance is is metric. We'll we'll talk about something being 25 kilometers away, uh, but we'll weigh ourselves in pounds. So we're just a we're just an interesting bunch of but yeah, you know, we, we kind of do that a little bit, to, probably not to the same extent, but Brett, when you go run a short race, what is it typically? Yeah, 5K. A yeah. 5K, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't say like we're going to run a 3.3 mile race, right? But we just say. Fair enough. So I, I think we kind of do that in some, probably not to the same extent, but we mm-hmm. we do kind of a little bit of a hybrid too. Building too, like tape measure, we're, we're, we're feet and inches, you know, if you're like cutting lumber and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing makes you feel like a stupid American, like traveling outside of the country, though. Like you realize how dumb we all are (laughs) or just maybe 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 that's not the right way, but just how how kind of, I guess, laser focused in we are on ourselves. Yeah. Now, now, Josh, Um, Sean just said something wise. He said he's not speaking for a whole country. Please don't speak for our whole country and say we're all dumb. Okay, you're just talking about yourself. I am just talking about myself. That's true. But. Got him. But yeah, well, like when, how... when we went to France and Switzerland, like I definitely was like, gosh, I am such a dumb American. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> All right, my friend, why don't you tell us about your main mission goals? Let's see how smart you are with that. Okay. Um, my fitness goal was to lose five pounds. And that might not sound crazy hard, but when I set a yearly goal of, I think it was, I already forgot my yearly goal. I think it was 25 pounds. Um, can't remember if it was 20 or 25. I'm pretty sure it was 25. Um, but anyways, to say in one month I wanted to lose five, that was really because I know whenever I'm starting off, I can tend to lose more at first, like it comes off a little bit faster. And a little bit of a story on this, it was going really well. I was down four pounds on the 20th. I know that 20th or 19th, something like that, because that's when I went to my sister's wedding, which was in Louisiana. And the two and a half days I was there, I did not do well. Three days, I don't know what it was. Um, it was a real short trip, but you know, beignets and all that other food down there. There was a lot of a lot. Basically, I was out of my element. Right, I didn't have my normal routine, so a lot of it was you know fast food and whatnot. And I think I did well like the first day, and then just didn't do well. And I came back, and I had gained back two of those four pounds, and I had like nine days left. And I think I texted you at one point, Brett. And I was like, I was like, I'm not giving up, but this is looking hairy. And so a couple things I've noticed with my weight loss over the last year that it has been slower than I'd like. And part of that is just my own, not doing great at times of things. Um, but even when I have been doing well, it seems as I've gotten older that it's been a little bit slower. So one of the things you've done before was intermittent fasting. And I decided like, I've been really against this because I just felt like it was going to be too hard for me. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I ended up the month down seven and a half pounds. Um, so basically I'd stop eating and I was still counting calories, but I'd stop eating at 6 PM and then want to eat again until 10 AM. And it's been tough, but it hasn't been as, as hard as I thought it would be. Um, so anyways, yes, I was able to accomplish my weight loss goal there. Yeah. 
Um, well, I want to pause there for just a second. Yeah, 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 I'll share mine, but I want to ask you a follow-up because I have um, had some success with intermittent fasting and talked about it in the past before. And every time I do it, it does work. I don't truly understand the science behind it. You, you can read articles and it can try and explain it to you. But I wanted to get Sean's take on this. Have you ever tried fasting, Sean? I have. Um and I'm curious on the the time that Josh had mentioned. So does that mean you're allowed to eat from 10 until 6? Is that kind of the the period that you've blocked off? Yeah. And so the the main idea, at least what that kind of the gist I was getting, I was watching a lot of doctors on YouTube that were talking about it. And some of them were kind of saying the idea is, is that you're basically cutting a meal out. Um, by by having a 16 hour, I think it's 16 hour period where you're not eating. I found that when I go from 6 p.m. not eating till 10 a.m. The, the next day, I'm still eating like a small breakfast. But for me, the difference is that small breakfast is almost more like a snack in between. And so my breakfast is smaller. And then I'm not, since I'm having a late breakfast, I'm not having as big of a lunch. And then I'm not really having much. I'm having a very small snack before dinner. So I'm still having three meals, but the snacking's gone down. And I think really the benefit is just giving your body time to burn fat. Now, if if you were like saying like, hey, I got this six hour window and I'm going to go get, you know, happy meals and pizza, like, yeah, maybe it wouldn't have the same effect or maybe not to the same extent, but, um, but still trying to eat healthy, but then also have just more time. Like I can feel like I'm hungry at night. Um, and I'm hungry in the morning and you know, that's probably a good thing, but it's not overpowering. But in the past I used to save room when I was calorie counting and I still am, but I'd save room intentionally so I could have like a bowl of cereal at night. And I felt like that kind of helped tide me over but I think it's a little bit destructive to also, you know, make sure that you have some food in your stomach overnight while you sleep. So I think this has been this has been a positive. I don't know. Like do whatever works for you. I've never been one person that has to be like, this is the only way. But for right now, it's it's been it's been a real positive in my life. That's yeah. kind of my take on it as well. Like whatever you find that works, like if it's weighing yourself daily or weighing yourself once a month, if it's eating throughout the day but counting the calories or just like setting the rules like whatever it is it just has to work for you and i i think that's probably the biggest thing that that i've learned over the last couple of years is like a being patient and understanding that the start of a journey is probably not going to impress anyone you were to tell them about um but like it's the consistency and it's just this is cliche stuff it's not rocket science it's just you know, put in the ugly work. It's not exciting. Like I said, it's not going to impress anybody might not even impress you. Um, but whatever works. So that, that sounds great. And sounds very manageable is kind of what, what jumped out to me, as you said, that 10 to six sounds manageable. And for me, that would be helpful because it would go, well, it just means I'm, I'm not allowing myself that like that late night snack that, um, the the kitchen is in between where I am right now and where my bed is. It's literally on the way. The fridge, the the pantry, all the all the kids' goodies are all there in between where I hang out at night and where I need to go to bed. And so having some sort of like rule in place, I think would would help me. I deal well with that, like the the structure and the and the the rule set and yeah, staying accountable to what I said I was gonna do. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me a lot of it is just the act of doing something right like yeah 
it's interesting over the years, you know, I've had different times of life where I've been better about my health and times where I haven't. And it seems like even when things were going well, there's always going to be that one person that has to tell you, well, you're doing it wrong because oh, you're doing totally. this, that or the other. Right. And I mean, like, it's great if someone is trying to help you, but at the same point, like, I just look at it. Look, if, if I'm making progress at whatever I'm doing, like that's, that's good enough for me. Like I don't I have agree. to be perfect at anything. I just have to try. Cause there've been a lot of times where I don't even try. So if I'm doing something, I'll take that. But there's enough like, sell. I don't know about you guys. Like I'll speak for myself, especially with running. Like there's enough pushing yourself that you're going to start wondering if this is the right path for you. Like I definitely found like I was trying to run further than I had ever run before, like, but I wasn't able to. And sometimes I would run far and then another week would go by and I wouldn't be able to do the same thing. So like the doubt creeps in and it's pretty significant. And so to have somebody else kind of just toss like a completely different idea, like while you're on that journey, like it's not helpful at all. (laughs) Like I think it's just, and that's of course not what they're trying to do. But for me, I found you know, I'm like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe they, maybe I should be doing this. And, you know, everybody is different. I found the more I just stayed focused on my goals and really would pick and choose what advice I would kind of like even seek out. That was a real key for me. And I'm going to have to keep that in mind more than ever as this year looks to have a, a new set of challenges for me. It's not my, it's not my legs. It's not my lungs. It's, can I, can I, like be on my feet here. So yeah, just whatever works for people. It's so cliche, but I I think it's the the underpinning of success long-term for sure. Yeah. It, it, it may sound cliche, but doing it, like you said, consistently, I've, I've also found that that that's a huge key because that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where it gets really tricky. And that's why we're doing Mm -hmm. this podcast is like, we, we can, listen to all the advice in the world or just listen to ourselves and our bodies. But once we find the thing that works for us, how do you stick with it? Totally. Because there are so many stressors in our lives with our families and our jobs and the things we want to accomplish or an injury crops up, right? Anything can derail you at any moment. And so although it's cliche, it's incredibly difficult to do consistently. So I just couldn't agree more on that piece. And, um, uh, so let me, let me just get back real quick and then we can move on and talk about our nutrition goal, Josh, but I did get my two points for my fitness goal, which was, um, to, oh, sorry. I have these actually mixed up. Dang it. I did. I've done that in another episode too. (laughs) I did not get my fitness goal. Excuse me. It was to do yoga 30 times, uh, or for 30 minutes, four times a month. I trained at Delta three days a week. I was just too tired on the weekends to do any yoga. I love yoga. I was hoping I could do it four times to kind of just, I, I was working 80 hours a week instead of my typical 40. I was hoping that would help me uh, just manage my stress. It turns out I didn't need stress management. I wasn't actually stressed last month. I just needed sleep. So rather than yeah, doing so yoga, sleep, I slept. Yeah. yeah. So I just listened to my body. So I feel like I'm fine that I didn't get that goal because I, I did. I did what my body needed. So Josh, Um, tell us about your, um, yeah, tell us about your nutrition goal. Yeah. So my nutrition goal, and this is something that I've done a lot of times, but basically it was to stay under my calories 70% of my days. Uh, You know, I I don't want to ever say like 100%. And I kind of feel like it's good to have the occasional 
cheat day. If that makes you feel human, like at least once again, for me, like that seems to work. Um, I did accomplish it and it was actually uh, quite higher than 70%. It was closer to like 80, 85%. Um, so I felt really good about that. Um, really had a, a good month with, with my nutrition. I, I mentioned when I was at my sister's wedding that that didn't go well, but that was, that was just a short little uh, part of it. So yeah, no big deal there. I did accomplish that. Yeah. And this is the one I accidentally started talking about a second ago. I accomplished mine as well. Mine was calorie, calorie related as well. Boy, that's hard to say together. Mine was though to just do two weeks of under calories, two of the four. And I'm actually kind of proud of myself because I uh, didn't count calories for quite a few months at the end of last year. And there's nothing wrong with not counting calories. Like Sean was saying, whatever works for you, but that's a system that has worked for me. So I needed to get back to it, but I set this same goal in November and December and did not get it. So to finally get it after three tries felt pretty good, but it was a calorie goal. Um, and of course, so was yours. So we each got two points there. Uh, before we move on to our last goal, which is gaming, I just wanted to see, Sean, do you do you count calories? Like, is that a system that has worked? Josh and I do that all the time, and it seems to work for us. But is, what's what's been your experience with the whole calorie game? Nutrition is a gigantic. You talk about main missions for 2024. It's nutrition. Like, I am the walking, talking proof that you cannot outrun a bad diet. Uh, I ran last year more miles than I have ever run in my entire life. And I had a good year. I still I still um, was down weight, but not like you might think. Like I, I ran hundreds of miles last year. And so for some people who might do that, you, you might end up rail thin. I did not end up rail thin, um, but I felt great. Like that's and that's why I'm, I could beat myself up about, you know, not being further along in the journey or anything. Um, but I really did. I, I started. Be, I started to be able to wear some of my older suits that were there before COVID. Before I put on a lot of weight during COVID, I was able to buy some clothes that I felt good in. Like that. Like twenty twenty three was really good for that, and that was with a pretty terrible diet. Like nothing I was really paying attention to. Um, uh, I earned. You know, when you're when you're out for a run and you burn fifteen hundred, twenty three hundred calories because uh, you're out there for hours. Um, you feel like you can just eat anything. And in some cases that might be okay, but now I'm not running as much because my, my, I've had some, some issues in January. So uh, my goal has got to be figuring out this, this meal planning stuff. So um, it could be, I what I like about intermittent fasting is that it's, it's, it's pretty simple, I think, as far as just like you set the time and you follow that. Um, but the best probably nutritional success I ever had was before uh, our son was born before Lincoln was born seven years ago. Uh, my wife and I were on Weight Watchers and uh, that was, that was by far the best thing that has ever worked mm. for me, but that's, that's a lifetime ago at this stage. So I've got to figure this out. So I'm, I'm kind of like good. I, I'm happy to be listening to you guys and, and what you're doing. Uh, so I got to make, I think I, I'm kind of approaching my nutrition journey this year a little bit. Like I've had approached my, my more fitness related journey before, which is just like day one day at a time, just try to make good choices here and there. I'm not sure that I'm like locked into a system yet. I just kind of want to see, can I find what works for me? Uh, just with all the challenges of there's easy, easy, not great food that is around everywhere. There's granola, yeah. granola bars are my weakness. You guys like those chocolatey good, just the, they're the best and they're easy. And I just got to reach for a banana instead. So <laughs> Never tastes yeah. as good 
And and we I all have know. our weak foods. Josh and I have talked about that. What's your weak oh, food? Goodness. What's your kryptonite? Granola bars for you, huh? Granola bars. Your specific brand. Yeah. You like the Quaker brand. You like the Kroger brand. What you, anything? Any of them. Yeah, yeah. doesn't even matter. Mm. Yeah, Quaker. Yeah, Quaker. Well, you good. think you think granola is healthy? Like, uh, I remember a the neighbor chocolate bars. These are chocolate yeah. bars, man. No, yeah. that's all they are. Yeah, this yeah. just it's just a <laughs> candy bar packaged to look like it's healthy. They right? should they should put Snickers on them. I would feel worse about it, but they're not. <laughs> they're they're awful uh, for me. Well, you said one of my favorite sayings. I say it slightly different. You said you can't outrun your fitness. I always say you can't outrun your fork. And mm. I, I, when I was a runner, Sean, I did the exact same thing. I ate whatever the heck I wanted. And every year yeah. I just gained more weight, but I always added more miles every year too. And yeah. not like I'm some thin guy because my nutrition, that's why I'm doing this show. My, my nutrition is still horrible. I just love food too much. Mm-hmm. And you have granola bars. I probably got like a dozen kryptonite things that I can't stop eating. But anytime I pair the two fitness and eating and i'm doing both really well that's when i'm I'm definitely feeling my best so but it's hard to definitely. get both kind of rolling at the same time mm-hmm. oh well, yeah it's gonna, say, it's gonna oh, be go easier ahead, to run around with uh, a few less pounds so if i can figure out this nutrition oh, yeah. thing like that that was the weight watchers journey like i was able to i felt springy again that's mm-hmm. kind of like I, I get i get glimpses of that every once in a while uh maybe tougher uh, as i age here but sorry josh no, I was just gonna say so so Brett and I have known each other for a long time and kind of our kind of our origin story as friends is we lived in the same neighborhood and we found out that we were both gamers and that kind of is what made us become friends. But really where we I would say, Brett, where we really cemented our friendship and became a lot closer friends was we started jogging together. Mm-hmm. Um and when we were doing that, there was we were really, really into it for a long time. And I remember um, I was losing weight and I was really strict about counting my calories. And there was one night I was a, a youth leader at church and we had a pizza party and I told myself I wasn't going to eat any pizza. And I ended up eating like a lot of pizza. I think I had like six or seven slices and it was garbage <laughs> little Caesar. It wasn't even good pizza. It was trash oh, yeah. pizza. Right. But, but whatever it's pizza, I was going to eat it. And so I told myself, like, I I put it all in my calorie counting app and I told myself, like, I'm not going over calories. And I think that night was the farthest I had ever, because I'm not a long distance runner, but I think I ran something like seven, eight miles. And I I was actually like close to home and I was like plugging it in. I was like, I got to keep going. (laughs) Um, But it is interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, fitness, exercise, all that, that, that is great and it is needed. But if you're using it as a way to like say like I can just eat anything, it's incredibly difficult. Um, yeah. Well, and then, then there's all the hidden like, stuff too. You know, what's your yeah. blood pressure at, and what's your cholesterol, and all that stuff. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't imagine that that's good either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for no. sure. No. All right. Well, let's get into uh, our favorite part: our gaming goals. All right. This whole podcast is a game it's a it's a game to compete against each other to get ourselves more healthy because we're gamers so we got to have a gaming goal here what what was your gaming goal my friend okay uh my gaming goal was to beat control i was playing that on the steam deck and i beat it pretty early in the month um i want to say it was like something like 10 12 days into the month um i actually had a really good month for gaming too so i i beat control then I no. went on and played Firewatch. It came up on my Steam wish list for something like, I think it was like 99 cents or a dollar. It was super cheap. 
And it's one that I've been wanting to play for a long time. And that's a short game. So I went through and I beat Firewatch. And then um, I started playing Tears of the Kingdom and was really into it. But then knowing that we were going to go, sorry, this is a whole tangent. Knowing that we were going to go to Louisiana, I was planning on bringing the Switch on the plane. And my son, Sam, who's a big Zelda fan, he, I think he's probably beat Breath of the Wild three or four times. He was playing Tears of the Kingdom when it first came out. And so that's why I didn't play it when it first came out. I was letting him play it. He got to a point where he kind of got stuck and got frustrated and went back to Breath of the Wild. So then I thought, okay, I'm good to play Tears of the Kingdom. He saw me starting to play Tears of the Kingdom, and then so he wanted to play it again. So <laughs> of course I let, he did. <laughs> so I, I decided, okay, I'll let him play it on the plane. So I decided I need something else to play. So I uh, got Uncharted 4 on the Steam Deck. And so I also played through that again, which also checks off, Brett, one of my yearly goals to replay a game. There so I replayed through Uncharted 4. So I beat, I think, three games this month, which for me is crazy good, even though they weren't necessarily super long games. Um, and I've also put some good time into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so, yeah, it was a it was a really good gaming month. Like I was kind of like typical me, like instead of like focusing on one thing and getting it done, I start off one place, go do a bunch of other things, kind of come back. Um, not to even mention, I was playing Hogwarts Legacy, I think, in December, and I haven't touched that in forever. And I was loving it. So I'm planning on getting back to that soon, too. But but yeah, now I'm I'm just loving Tears of the Kingdom. I think I've texted you that like all the time, like, like, I don't get it. A lot of people don't like this game or maybe not don't like. But I think a lot of people, maybe they have Breath of the Wild fatigue or whatever it is, but it just doesn't seem to have that same feeling for a lot of people, at least the hype didn't seem to be didn't match breath of the wild in my opinion but as far as myself that yeah i've heard that from other people but i've also heard it just takes a little longer to start appreciation appreciating tears of the kingdom that's what happened for me and i was so surprised that you just loved it from the get-go and just absolutely adored that game or are adoring it you're still playing it and and i know a lot of people either loved or hated the the building aspect of it, but I kind of feel like it's really not that big. It's, it's not like you're playing Minecraft, right? Like, it's not like it's such a big mechanic that it just consumes the game. It just kind of seems like it's there to assist with things. And the thing that I'm really loving about tears of the kingdom is just the shrines. They're not overly difficult, but they're not always super simple up front. It takes a few seconds and and you have to put a little bit of thought into it. And the thing that really just tickles a part of my brain is that, and this is same of breath of the wild is that they've created a game that you can accomplish the same goal in a bunch of different ways. So depending on how you see things and how you approach things, uh, there's probably a way that you can solve it. That might be really different than the way I would solve it. And so I don't know that, that just, I've said to myself so many times when I'm playing, just like I'm always just playing and saying, this is a genius. I just love it. So <laughs> really, really having a good time there. So that's cool. anyways, yeah, well, I, I did. Uh, did get my gaming goal. Yeah, you sure did. You killed it. Nice job. Too bad you only get two points. So suck it because that's all you get. Oh, <laughs> so my turn to suck it to you. <laughs> you may have beaten four games, but you only get two points. Now, of all the games you're talking about, I saw Sean give the biggest fist uh, pump when you mentioned Uncharted 4. Sean, tell us about that. Why Why the big fist pump with Uncharted 4? 
I love Uncharted 4. I feel like we've forgotten about Uncharted in a way. So it's just nice to kind of hear it pop up again. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe Sony will surprise us. Maybe Naughty Dog or some other support studio might jump up and, and give us another uh, Uncharted game. I love those games. I love the Tomb Raider games. I'm excited there's a, a remaster set coming out in February here. Um, yeah, they're, they're, and Indiana Jones just got revealed to us uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. So, like, it's a good genre. It's a good, it's, um, I don't know, Uncharted 4 is, I think it's a masterpiece. Like, it, it's a close, um, it's a toss-up between Uncharted 4 and Uncharted 2 for me. Um, but just such a, a mature take on the relationships and the characters that they built up over the first three. So I was glad to hear, glad to hear you talk about that one, Josh. Yeah, I think for me too is probably my all time favorite. Um, but also, um, what is it? Lost Legacy. It, it came in a dual pack on Steam yep. and I haven't replayed that yet, but I remember when I played that, I felt like that was really underrated too. And maybe just cause you're not playing as Nathan Drake, maybe people just kind of set it aside and didn't think much of it. No, it's really um, good. But yeah. And then as far as Tomb Raider goes, um, sorry, this is a total tangent, but, uh, another steam wishlist sale came up for, I'm trying to, was it rise <laughs> of the Tomb Raider? That's the second one. I, yeah. I always get the names mixed yep. up, but that one came, I, I played the reboot last year on my steam deck. And then the wish list for it came up for like five or six bucks. So I purchased that and I was really tempted to play it on the heels of Uncharted to really feel like I could kind of compare and contrast. Cause I've always felt like um, Uncharted in my opinion has a better story, but I think I like the gameplay, especially the bow mechanics in Tomb Raider a little bit better. And the, um, the uh, I'm going to, can't think of the name of it but when you're climbing the little pickaxe yeah is definitely better in tumor they introduced that in uncharted 4 and it's okay but it's not nearly as um as just smooth as it is in tomb raider you can't go wrong with either one uncharted yeah. 4, oh they're both great. rise of the tomb raider just so good yeah yeah Big yeah fans. so i'm i'm i mean and then going back i'm really curious about indiana jones and i, I don't know that i really have an opinion yet but I'm, I'm definitely going to follow that one. I was blown away that our good buddy um, Troy Baker did the voice because I yeah. did not know that was him either until someone mentioned it, and I, I was, I didn't think he sounded a ton like Harrison Ford, but I thought, but I thought it was well done. I liked how Indy sounded in the trailer, and then when I heard Troy did it, I'm just like, what can this man not do? I mean, <laughs> so impressive. Yeah. Now, go, yeah, going no. back to, um, I, so, I just wanted to circle back to what Sean said about Uncharted 4 being kind of this masterpiece because of the character development they've had over the previous three games. And I didn't realize this or, or remember it, I guess, until you said this, Sean, but someone had asked a question the other day if, or maybe it was a month ago, if you've ever gotten emotional during a game. And I'm not an emotional person. I just do not. I don't cry. I don't get emotional. It's just I'm not my thing. Um, I do remember the first time I played Uncharted 4 getting emotional and I'd have to go back and replay it to know the exact what happened. But I know it had something to do with, I think Drake saved his, was it his wife? or I can't remember if they were ex-wife or he was going to marry her, the, the blonde girl. can't remember her mm-hmm. name. Anyway, he saved her or oh, yeah. something. Uh, yeah, and I just remember being like, really emotional at that particular moment. I can't remember really why, but that's one of the oh. only games I've really gotten truly emotional on. 
we got to throw you some more games, Brett. Um, that game, <laughs> that game, man, I could, guys, we could go on for an hour about this game. Oh, sure, His relationship sure. with Elena is excellent. They do, they somehow were able to do a thing they should not have been able to accomplish. You had three full Uncharted games, and Nate doesn't talk about a brother at all he doesn't mention that he's got a brother and then like oh by the way he's got this brother it's like the lamest like rec- most retcon storytelling i've ever seen in my entire life and it totally works speaking of yeah. troy baker it totally yeah, yeah. totally works um yeah it just and you care about him and you care about the betrayals and the trust issues and oh man that game is you guys got me going and and then there's you and, know, treasure and in true else. brotherly fashion his brother's kind of a tool bag <laughs> 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 it's great i mean i don't yeah. for anyone that hasn't played it i won't go to spoiler stuff but yeah some of the some of the things you know as they're going through their story you're like oh yeah that's a brother all right but. yeah well that's what they create these characters that are um realistic like they just come off of the the screen like totally believable and and, and josh you alluded to that with it, there was a bunch of things he did just like a real brother. I'm that's the magic of the storytelling with Naughty Dog to me is these oh. characters feel so flushed out and so uh genuine. Anyway, you're right, Sean. We could go on and on for hours about yeah. that. So we'll Holding we'll move back. on. Um I I as far as my gaming goal goes, uh, I I set kind of a lame goal. I wanted to it's not lame. I want to try and play more online. You know, Sean, you said, Brett, we need to get you introduce you to some more games it's not that i'm sure i've played the games that make most people emotional i'm just not an emotional person (laughs) but uh, but one thing i don't do as much as most gamers do is play online with people i really want to do that more this year this this is the year of i want to get online with some people and have some fun and um i'm giving myself one point josh because i did hop online with my daughter and we played with some randos but it wasn't like the real intent of my goal was to play online with friends or like-minded people, other dads, other, other people my age. Um, so I'm still giving myself a point because I'm not an online gamer and I at least got online and played. All right. But yeah, well, so, Oh, go ahead. I was just saying you've had an intense month though, too. So as much as I'm giving That's a crap true. about things like, you know, working two jobs this month and I know it's a temporary thing. Um, but you've hardly had time to breathe. So the fact that you were able to get anything done is, is just well, great. Well, check this out, though. This wasn't part of my goal, but I freaking beat Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game, this month. And you're right. I had no Highly time underrated game. Highly underrated. I freaking loved the story in that game. <laughs> I was laughing. I had a smile on my face the whole time. I w- it was just fun. There's no other way to say it. It was just, it was just a good time. It was. It did not blow my socks off in terms of mechanics or fighting or anything like that or graphics. None of that was 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 really that great. But the the voice acting was stellar. The story was fun. The story wasn't like a Naughty Dog story where where it was deep or anything. But it was just fun. There's there's no other yeah. way I can say it. And so I did. I well, finished it. I was I was loving it. Yeah, and I think I said this to you before too, but that game, if you remember GamePro magazine where they used to have the rating scale where one of them was Fun Factor and it was out of five and it would always have this guy with this expression like his mind was blown. <laughs> to me, that's that's what Guardians was. Like like you said, there was nothing necessarily revolutionary about it or, or nothing that you'd be like, wow, they haven't done this before in games, but they just made a game that was just fun to play. I don't, Sean, did you play that one? 
It's on the list, man. It's on the backlog. Yeah, uh, you dude, mine have gone back for years. Oh man, it's yeah, there. it's on the it's on the whiteboard. So, but I'll get to that well, maybe in a bit. I couldn't recommend it enough, yeah, Sean. Should. All right, that's the end of our skill tree. Took us a little longer than usual, but that was that was fun. That was a fun journey. Let me let me tell you what happened. We leveled up, my friend. Now we started this month with pretty much not having any points. Now I won the mini game last month, so that I was level one. But now we're both at level two. You got a total of 10 points. That puts you at level two. I got a total of 11 points. I'm at level 2.2. I'm a little ahead of you. But that's only because I won the mini game last month. So we still have five more points to award today because we have another mini game coming up. Yeah, Brett, and I am a little bit uh, salty about losing the minigame last month. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, Brett, okay. Sean. All right. You've been, uh, so, you've been teasing this mini game all day. I'm really worried. Not only are you salty, but you say you have something special planned. I think there's probably no chance I'm going to win the, the five points. I, I sure hope not. Um, <laughs> and, okay, so I, let me explain. I, when I was thinking about the mini game, typically it's me versus you. So we'll say like, hey, you bring three questions. Or if we, we've done like the guessing the calories, you bring three foods, whatever we give each other an assignment to come prepared. Um, so I was thinking about how to do it this month with Sean and here's, here's how we're going to do it. So I am not participating in the mini game. I'm going to host the mini game. Sean is going to play in my stead. Okay. And, um, how to say this? We were talking earlier a little bit, not really talking about politics, but we kind of brushed the idea and, and one of the things that Americans have been accused of is rigging things. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do my best to rig this in Sean's favor. Not by oh. me. I'm not making any so, accusations. I'm just here. I'm just <laughs> uh, so uh, this game is called This Land is Not Your Land. Amazing. So <laughs> here's, here's what we're doing, Brett. And, oh, and I'll... I'll I'll tell you this, Brett, you're a principal, you're a smart guy. Sean is a very intelligent person as well. Not a I tend to believe <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I tend to believe that Americans know less about other countries than maybe Canadians probably know more about our country. So here's what we're gonna do. All Brett, right. I'm oh. gonna ask you a question <laughs> about Canada. And Sean, I'm going to ask you a yes. question about the United States. There's going to be three of them. Oh, Multiple choice. No, We've already established I don't gonna... know anything about Canada. But neither does Great. Sean, because I've asked him two questions about Canada, and he can't tell me the answer. But he probably knows so a lot about I, the United States. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this plays in Sean's favor, because Sean is playing four points for me. All right. Um, okay. First question. Sean. Oh, good. How You're many starting with Sean. states? Ooh. How many states make up the United States? Oh, good. Here are Lord. your options. <laughs> giving him options. options for that question. <laughs> yes. There are three choices. Let me guess: one, two, and fifty. <laughs> number number one, thirteen. <laughs> number two, forty-eight. 
Number three, fifty. It is. Capri, do not let me down. It is. It's, it is fifty. But shout out to the thirteen colonies. I'll give a shout out to the thirteen. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like man. it. Well, and then All and right. then also forty eight. You got you got the lower forty eight. That was before so Alaska. I learned that from yeah. Like, when, well, when I when I went up to Alaska, whatever that was two years ago, they always called it the lower forty eight, which is not a term that you really throw around when you're in the lower forty eight. So, okay, uh, one point for me. Nailed it, Brett. Here's your first question. Yes. How many provinces make yes. up Canada? No. Is it one? <laughs> Uh, one. Sorry, option one. No, not option not one. one. That's option, option one. There's one. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> option it one, tw- Sean. Is it twelve? Okay. Is it twenty-one, or is it ten? Oh, uh, Vancouver, Calgary. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nova Scotia. <laughs> I don't know. Am I even on the right track here? Winnipeg. Is that one? Josh is shaking his head. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, not 21. That's too many. What were my other two choices? Uh, 12 and 10. Uh, I'm going to say... <sighs> 10. Ooh. Good job. Now, uh, also, the, just for a bonus, you don't get any yeah. points for this. How many territories? Territories? How, I didn't even know they have territories. Just, Two. Two territories. Oh. Not, not anymore. Three. Not anymore? Three now? It used to be two. They split one into two. Mm. Now we have okay. okay. So I got that right? You but got it right. Good job. I had a 50 50, I had a 50 50 shot because I eliminated the answer I knew was wrong. But you okay. should get negative points for saying Vancouver, Calgary, and Winnipeg are wrong. <laughs> are those like, are those like <laughs> cities? They're just regular old cities. <laughs> They're just regular cities. <laughs> should get negative points. That's embarrassing. Well, British Columbia, that's where Vancouver yeah, is. There you go. There that's you a go. province. Okay, yeah. Alberta. Is where there Calgary is. Yeah, you and got it. Winnipeg is in. Oh, I don't know. Where's that one? You, you want to know what's Calgary. really sad is the way Medicine, that I remember okay. Calgary, Alberta, Canada is from Brett the Hitman Hart from that's not 90s sad. wrestling. So, no, I love Brett. But that's Brett. that's just a way a that I keep that straight. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brett, which was whoa, a whoa, whoa, real... why are you coming back to me? Sean's turn. We're starting with you this time. Nice. Ah, which geez. which was Messing a with me. which was a real Canadian war. The first option, the War of the Maple Leafs. Second option, the Beaver Wars. And third option, the War of 1951. Okay, say the first one again. The War of the Maple Leafs. Okay. And the Beaver Wars? The Beaver Wars or the War of 1951? I mean, I pray there wasn't a war in 1951 because I don't know anything about that. Beaver and Maple Leaves. Well, uh, let's just, let's say the Beavers. That one sounds like it could have been a war. You are correct. You, yeah. yeah. Nice one. That I'm sounds, a good guesser. Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. What was that war about? <sighs> that one's are about beaver pelts. 
Okay. That one's beaver about pelts? The, yeah, beaver pelts were a big trade item uh, around the Hudson. Yeah, and I imagine because I actually don't know. I I wasn't sure about this one, but that one would have been about beaver pelts for sure. Okay. Yeah, sixteen hundreds. So yeah. Okay. Who had control okay. over the beaver pelts? Okay. Yep. Hey, hey, Josh, suck it. <laughs> okay. I could Sean. Oh no. Which was an American war. Uh, and I'm going to read these in a different order than I wrote them. Uh, raw is war. <laughs> the, what is the, that? The, <laughs> raw is war. <laughs> um, the War of the Dakotas the or the War of 1812. It is the War of 1812, but shout out to Raw is War. Monday <laughs> Raw is Raw. War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, awesome. wait a minute. I mean, didn't, didn't the Canadians participate in the War of 1812 as well? Was it, Weren't they on the side of the uh, Native Americans? And anyway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. Some of that war was fought in Canada. Could be. Okay. We are we are tied. I'm kind of surprised. Okay. okay final Sheer question. Luck. Sheer luck. Oh, gosh. Final question. Brett. Yes. What is the second largest city in Canada? Okay. Second largest, not the first. Second largest. Okay. First option, Montreal. Okay. Second option, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Third option, Regina. I'm going to say Montreal. Dang it. Yes! <laughs> Clean sweep. Made these harder. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I do have a tiebreaker, though, if Sean gets us. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is the largest city Toronto? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Good job. Okay, Sean, the Regina. second largest city in the United States. Sorry, I, I, I missed it. The, I'm sorry. the second largest city in the U.S. now. Oh, no. Okay. Ooh, this could be hard. I, I Are might we going? Win. Depends on how you count it, but I think yeah. I know what it is. Okay. Are we going Houston, Los Angeles, or San Diego? L.A., Los Angeles. It most definitely is Los Angeles. Okay, so we're tied. Huh. Yes! Got it. So now... <laughs> I do have, no. we're not going to rock, paper, scissors. Brad. Oh, not, dang it. Oh, I thought I had a chance. You have a bonus here, here, question? Well, along those lines of the, so I want you thinking of Montreal, Brett, and Sean, oh, I want great. you thinking of Los Angeles, the person who is closest to the actual population. Oh, that's a great question. Will be the winner. So, Brett, what would you guess? And this was according to, I think it was a 2022 census. It was the most recent census I could find is the population of Montreal. Uh, 6.5 million. And, and wait, I'm going to stop you before. <laughs> before and I, I just want to preface with this. And I'm talking, I, I, I do not believe these numbers incorporate the surrounding areas. Yeah. So I think it's just, just proper city. City proper. Oh gosh. Maybe maybe that's too high then. Uh 
I don't know. I don't know, Josh. Let's just stick. Let's go with, you know, you're smiling now. That makes me think I was way off. Or maybe I was close, Ugh, but I'm probably way off. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm sticking with my original six and a half million. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything yet. <laughs> um, Sean, what would you guess is the population of Los Angeles? And once Can I ask you if this talking... is, is this price is right rules? Closest without going over? Closest without, oh. No, you can go over. I don't, I don't. I don't okay. care if you go over. I just okay. want to see. And, and we're just talking city limits. Just LA. Okay. Just LA. Not not Anaheim, not the surrounding areas, just just Los Angeles. Well, I know California is like 30 some odd million people. It's like 33 or something crazy like that, which is all of Canada, by the way. Like <laughs> we have like 32 million people in this entire country. Uh, and LA is obviously a big part of that, but they've got big cities as well. I... I'm thrown off by this surrounding areas bit. So I'm going to take it down a notch. I feel like New York is the number one. And for whatever reason, like eight or nine million come to mind with New York. So I'm going to take it down a notch from there and go five, six million for LA. I'm going to go six million. Okay, for LA. So you said six million. Okay. The actual answer, uh-huh. you were both high. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Like I grew up outside of Chicago Chicago itself is, I want to say, like around two million. But if you counted surrounding area, it's like eight million. So it can yeah. really, yeah. You guys are weird about huge... these surrounding areas. Yeah, man. that's what's kind of missing. So yeah. what you consider the greater Chicago? So okay, Montreal. Okay, Sean's gonna win then. Okay, yeah. Montreal is one point eight million. Oh gosh. And you oh. said six, six and oh, a half, half, something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Los Angeles, surprisingly, when you're just talking city limits, is 3.8 million. Oh, wow. So Sean is Sean the wins. One. What's nice. the surrounding Am I like, is there anywhere in a, like that, like six million is even close? Like, what's around it? I mean, I guess it You've really got depends all on those what you cities can... that are around, like yeah. Anaheim and like Inglewood. Um, yeah. Pasadena. I mean, all of those are surrounding it. They've got to yeah. bump that number way up. I want to look. Yeah, now. yeah. It's it's a massive number. <laughs> Do it. I want to say it's probably some. And this is just this is probably isn't correct, but I want to say if you counted the surrounding area, it'd be like sixteen million or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, and I was throwing out like because there's so many people in in California, but like there's not a ton in San Francisco. There's not a ton in I don't know Sacramento. I don't think what's Sacramento like yeah. two million maybe. I don't know what Sac. Gosh, I've only been through Sacramento yeah. once, and I think that was probably, probably enough. San Francisco is great. And yeah. yeah, Sacramento is two there. and a half million. Yeah, according nice. to this Google, that's pretty good. Actually, yeah, look at that. There you go. See, okay, you deserve to win, John. And I was well, impressed that you knew. I didn't know this that there was more people, or about the same amount of people in California as the entire country of Canada. Fascinating. Yeah, it's a weird point yeah. of pride of ours. <laughs> <laughs> have so much space. I mean, so I, space I believe that, though, because because most of northern Canada, probably you don't have very many people up there. At yeah, all. we're about as north as you really want to be where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Got, well, OK, Josh, like when I went to oh. I'll just say when I went to Alaska, like it's like a massive, massive area and there's not very many people up there oh, at all for no. this relative size of it. Oh, Alaska is huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Josh. Uh, so you got five more points. That's a whole level. You are level three, 
at the end of this month, I'm level two, and I'm a, a two point two if we if we're doing decimals like like the Canadians do. <laughs> okay, well, 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 thank thank you, Sean. I, I was hoping it wouldn't even have to have come down to that that tiebreaker, but Brett, you uh, you impressed me there with. with I was your all skills. guesses, my friend. It was just pure guess. It got lucky. Oh, that but War of the Beavers, though, that was pretty good. Whew. Yeah, oh. I, I was not expecting you to get that. Um, maybe I should have put War of 1851 instead of 1951, but. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have heard about that one. But but then but then but then, but then again, when I, when I gave Sean Raw is war, I figured I had to not make it too difficult. So. Okay, well, Brett, that's enough of our competition for today. Uh, but let's get into something that matters. Let's move into our story mode. <laughs> Okay, put that controller down and don't hold the skip button. It's time for story mode where we each share a new story from the World Wide Webs. So this month I'm going to share a health story and Brett, you are sharing a gaming story. And if you don't mind, would you kick us off, Brett? Absolutely. I got a question for both of you guys to kick off this story. Do you guys remember either the book or the movie, doesn't matter, Ready Player One, and if so, what do you remember about it? Uh, confession: I have never read the book, and I have not seen the movie. So, oh, well, okay. This is important for us to learn right now because there's a lot of video game references in this show. A lot of great '80s pop culture references. Both you and I grew up in the '80s, so it's one of my favorite shows. And I've I've seen the show and and read the book. Uh, Sean, you you seen it? You know anything about it? Kind of in oh. the same boat. I've seen the trailer. Uh, I'm aware of it, but yeah. Um, okay, okay. Get the well, yeah. Okay, well, the premise is that uh, it's a future dystopia where there's this really advanced virtual reality-esque headset, and you put this on, and you can go into this world and live out your lives. You can, you can work there. You can date there. You, you, and, and so no one really spends any time in the the real world. They just live in this virtual world. Well, um, it was announced this month in January, well, I guess last month in January, that the author has partnered up with uh, a, a guy from Warner Brothers and some other developers. And they're basically creating all these worlds that existed in the movie in the metaverse. Now, I've got to pause for just a second here because I'm like, okay, I've heard of the metaverse. Heck, Facebook changed its whole name to Meta because they're investing all this money into the metaverse. So this the metaverse, I found out, doesn't actually exist yet. It's still a theory, but it's being developed. So what is the metaverse? Do you guys know what the, the metaverse is? I mean, I, I've, I've seen kind of some of the promo material basically trying to create like a virtual reality kind of sim through a headset. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked, you know, same kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I kind of have a vague idea of what the metaverse is. You know, we're all going to what just live in this virtual world or something or, but here, here's the definition I liked. It says the metaverse is a, is a vision of what many in the computer industry believe to be the next iteration of the internet. 
that kind of made sense. I'm like, okay, so, you know, cause things are always evolving. So if, if the internet evolves right now, it's on a screen, right. And you go to these different websites and they take you to these, these different places. So the idea is the metaverse then is this single shared, immersive, persistent 3d virtual space where you can experience life in ways that you couldn't in the physical world. And, and some of the, some of this is accessed with VR headsets, but Josh, you were just mentioning that there was this really, you showed me this really cool set of AR glasses that I think you, were unveiled at the latest CES showcase. And th those are things that can be used to access the metaverse. And of course this month, uh, Apple just launched its, I don't know what they're calling them, but it's not a virtual reality headset. It, it has the ability to do virtual reality, but it has the ability to access the internet on your face, right? And you, and you, you, you can use the internet um, with your fingers and stuff like that and go to these websites. And I think it's the precursor for the metaverse, right? So now what's interesting is they say that you're going to be able to do these life experiences and one of the things that this article shared that you can do in the metaverse is you can do training for a job like doctors, like surgeons. If you want to be a surgeon, the idea would be, well, rather than practice on real people, you put on this virtual headset and you can practice this operation and not risk injuring someone. Well, I'm not kidding you. I, I just, as you know, started this other job at Delta and right before I read this story, this this article pops up on my computer at Delta that says you can now learn how to do the job that I was doing. I'm I'm, a, I'm what's called a wing walker, so I, I I'm the guy out there with the wand, you know, that walks the planes in to make sure they don't crash in anything. Delta now has a virtual reality training center where you can go learn to do my job with a virtual headset instead of out on the tarmac like I learned how to do it. So th these things are actually starting to happen. But the reason I, I brought up this story is the Ready Player One universe is so far-fetched. It's so so much further uh, uh, fantastical than the Delta training or the, the surgeon thing because there's so many other things you can do in this, this fictional place. Um, drive the DeLorean, compete in these races, go on dates, these kinds of things. But... They're, they're, they're literally wanting to create it. They, they literally announced we are creating this thing so that when the metaverse launches, the universe of Ready Player One will be right there ready to access. That's a little scary to me. So that's, that's, my, that's my gaming gaming kind of story there. And um, just wanted to get your takes on that. What do you think of living in, you know, going to work, going to school, learning how to do your job, doing all these things virtually. Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first because I don't want to give my thoughts quite yet. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting coming out of COVID, um, just how inactive, uh, at least I became, working from home is sort of like uh, what will eventually become the, the old school version of this. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of like, making sure like this can this sounds like a very compelling and very appealing uh existence but how much are we going to be moving how much are we going to be you know interacting in real life is is kind of scary but i can't help but think about inception and you know questioning all of reality like at what point do we enter into the to the metaverse and go like what does it even mean what is are we maybe we're in one right now 
And this is where I start to spiral. And so maybe I'll turn it over to Josh <laughs> from there. But uh, there it's interesting. It's coming that fast. Be- yeah, that the believe this whole reality right now is actually a simulation. That actually came right. out in the new- Some scientists said that there's a chance that our lives right now is just a simulation. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, what I think, I think about the metaverse, about like that. we could be doing this in a virtual space, like we're doing it with webcams and we're at our desk and everything. But um, who was it? Wasn't it uh, Lex Friedman and and Mark Zuckerberg did an interview together, quote unquote, together, but they were in the metaverse, but they looked like they were sitting across from each other. So that's, that's really right. as a podcaster, it's it's quite compelling and as with friends from all over the world like that's kind of really interesting to think about but um i hadn't thought of you know inserting almost like a game world uh in there and and um a fantastical experience i thought about it more as just like a day-to-day kind of stuff work and meeting up with friends who physically normally wouldn't be able to i also think about um people who might not be able to get around like like some of us are um, people who aren't, uh, I don't know what the right term is, but like regularly abled, I guess, um, as far as like, maybe they're, uh, maybe they can't walk or things like that. So what, what lives could they live uh, through the metaverse? I think that kind of stuff is absolutely fascinating and what potential benefits there could be to someone like that's like their mental health. Um, That kind of stuff would be really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. I definitely hadn't thought about the accessibility people like that, might have and uh it's a double-edged sword because for them they're probably depressed that they can't some of them um engage in some of the social norms that we do of going out and going to the grocery store as as conveniently as we do and my worry is the opposite for the rest of us who are doing those things and socializing are are you going to um, be depressed because you're you're we already are getting lonelier it feels like and there's there's yes. research that's that's showing that people are more isolated. Is is this going to isolate us even more? Even though we're interacting with people, do we need physical human contact yeah. to maintain correct levels of of hormones and and things in in your brain? I I don't know. It's 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 so interesting that the technology is here. I think that's what's so fascinating about it. This has existed in science fiction for for decades. But it's it's here. We're living in the moment of it actually being created. And I just, I can't even begin to imagine what the uh, repercussions are going to be for good or bad. I think there's both, but it's, it's, it's weird to live in a time where technology is advancing so quickly. Yeah, I, I have kind of mixed emotions on this um, for a couple different reasons. There's, there's the old man side of me that almost immediately wants to dismiss this and say, I don't like this. And, and maybe I just kind of have more of this fantastical sci-fi just thought process of what it would maybe want to be, but then in what reality, what it really would be. But yet at the same point, I kind of stop and say, okay, I work completely remotely. I haven't stepped foot in an office in a couple of years now. Um, we're doing this podcast all in different locations, you know, so there's a lot of ways where people have already, you know, taken those first kind of steps where we interact a lot more, you know, online and virtually. Um, 
you know, and we've all talked in the past about how, you know, when we were raised, you know, that old saying of, you know, don't talk to strangers, don't meet people online, all that kind of stuff. And now like we have, like, I consider Sean a good friend. I've never physically in person met Sean. Um, but yet, you know, I've known Sean for, for years now. Um, so it, I don't know, it kind of, I kind of feel torn and it, it's, this is also coming from the person who, when text messaging first came out, I was like, oh, this won't, this won't catch on. This won't last. <laughs> um, but maybe I was only seeing it at the time of, you know, where you had to t- punch in things and it was like later L eight R type thing. I was like, oh, this is stupid. You know, you're getting charged 10 cents for sending that. Um, but things evolve and they change and they grow. So I could see in some senses how, you know, this could be used. Like I could see it in a work setting. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be healthy to get to a point where people are using this in place fully of, like you said, human interaction. Uh, Yes. Maybe if you need to see your doctor and you can put on a headset or whatever, but like, you know, like when you go in for a physical and they take that little, little tiny hammer and tap on your knee, they're not going to be able to do that with a headset. Right. Um, yes, you can have that discussion. I just kind of feel like, how is it going to progress from what it already is now into something that would be so much more meaningful? Maybe it'd be a little bit more enhanced, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very torn and it's hard to really feel, at least for me, strongly about it when I don't really know how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was a sequel to Ready Player One. And it was called Ready Player Two. And it, uh, allegedly they're making a movie. I haven't heard if that's official or not. But the difference between the technology in one versus two, in two, in one, you just kind of watched the virtual world through your lens or whatever. In two, there's this headset that connect that puts you in kind of a hibernation state. And it taps into all of your neurons and your... Um, um, uh, nerves and so you can feel what's happening in the virtual world in every sense your heart rate increases if someone touches you you can feel it and so there's that's the big dilemma in, in that and I'm just wondering if that technology ever comes in and actually exists where you can because there, if you're just living in this virtual world, you, you're going to wear thin of it. You're going to crave human contact. You're going to crave human touch. That's no, no matter what you're going to, you need that. And so I don't, I, I'm not as worried about that, but what if, and that's the only stage we're at right now that's actually coming to fruition. But what if ready player two comes to fruition where you can physically be in a virtual world in, in, in all the truest sense, what would that do to our society? that, uh, I don't even know if the technology could ever um, exist. But anyway, that's, that's something to ponder. And that was my news story. I just thought, I can't believe this is actually happening. This was a, you know, I love it when science fiction becomes reality. And it's it's happened in the past in so many other ways. You know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. The whole communicator, cell phones, it's so very similar to Star Trek. And now I don't even think twice about it now. But I'm, I remember my dad, who's a big Star Trek fan fan and he watched the original series back in the 60s when he was growing up and he used to just think it was crazy that you could you know talk to someone on a small little screen like this and now i don't even think twice about it 
Yeah, I mean, there, it's true. Like, if you had someone, you know, from even 50 years ago, and if they could kind of see our day, like, how mind-blown would they be by the things that we just don't even think much about anymore, you know? Like, so, I don't know. Like maybe, the sliding doors at the grocery store, the, the automatic right. sliding doors inspired yeah. by Star Trek, by the way. Like, yeah. that's where they, because yeah. they just walk through the halls and onto the bridge and the doors would just open. So, absolutely, you're bang on, Josh. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting. Right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things that exist now were just someone's imagination to begin with, and and maybe I don't have the imagination capacity to see where this is all going. Kind of like you were saying, Josh, you you want to see what it's really gonna become, because maybe all we can see right now is the the three letter text, but someone else can see this bigger vision, and the, those are the people creating this this universe as we speak. And I'm excited to see what it is. It's kind of like watching um, Back to the Future. Was it Back to the Future 2 that they had the hoverboards? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. 2. Uh-huh. And, and like nowadays, people are like, oh, they have hoverboards in real life. And I hate what they call hoverboards because I'm just <laughs> like, that's not a hoverboard. Um, <laughs> right. But it was it was so funny. If you go back and watch that, like what we consider like FaceTime or whatever, like they they had those like conference call things and you thought at the time, like, Oh, that's so crazy. But it is kind of fun to go back and watch some of those things. You're like, no, that was way off. And you're like, no, that wasn't too far off. Yeah. Yeah. The the times they get it right. You're, you're kind of impressed, right? Yeah. It'd be interesting to, you know, 20 years from now or whatever, look back and, and think, gosh, we were, we were such morons. How come we didn't see this coming or, you know, why, or why did we ever think that was a thing? Like, like maybe this whole, you know, virtual, interaction maybe it doesn't become a thing maybe it's almost like 3d tvs where they try to push it on you and everyone's like we've had this technology we don't want it you know get it out of here i don't know true yeah that's a great example because there are definitely some tech that gets pushed that the the public's just like no that's that's not convenient and we don't enjoy that we prefer the method we have the method we have works optimally and it can't get better yeah so Anyway, that's that's the uh, so that's our gaming story, and now you you have a health story for us. So what do you got? Yeah, this will probably be shorter. It was a short article, but I thought this was applicable to some of the conversation we were having at the beginning of the podcast. And Brett, you actually were kind enough to share this article with me, so I want to give you the credit there. Um, but the article is called is walking or running better for weight loss. And I thought that this was right up my alley because, um, I have been doing a lot of walking lately and I used to jog. And that's one of those kind of things where I keep thinking like, I need to, I need to kind of step it up. And even just this last, uh, two weeks or so, I've been slowly, uh, just on the treadmill, like I haven't been going out to jog yet, but I've been slowly kind of changing from just walking on the treadmill to doing more intervals and picking up the speed. Um, today, I probably hit it harder than I have in in a while. Um, and for me, I'm kind of focused on weight loss. If you're just talking general health, this article you know, might not be the best for you, but if if you're kind of in that similar position where you're trying to drop some pounds, you might be asking yourself, which is better. And I'm going to share, this was short. I'm going to share one little section here. It says a 2013 study examined data from the national runners and walkers health study. 
It compared weight change and exercise levels in nearly 50,000 people who had been either walking or running for years. The study found that walking led to weight loss for nearly everyone in the study. However, running was more effective at dropping pounds for men overall and for women starting out with the most pounds. Uh, But it says still for both men and women in the largest weight category, walking led to about half the weight loss of running, nothing to sneeze at. And then it said another surprising twist, walking was virtually as effective as running for women in all other weight loss categories in the study. Um, and it ends by saying if weight, if quick weight loss is your goal, running is a clear choice if you can do it safely. Um, and it says the heaviest runners in the study saw 90% greater weight loss per energy expended when running as compared to walking. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting. Um, I definitely, for me, if, if I can go out and get in a walk, I feel like that really does help with the scale. Um, but as far as not necessarily just weight loss, but just getting that cardiovascular, just, I guess, I, I, I guess I get more of a better feel kind of going back to one of the things Sean was talking about earlier when I, when I run, um, then I should say jog, I don't really run. I'm slow. Um, but when I'm definitely, uh, trying to pick up my pace and, and lift up my feet a little bit more. So I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on, on running versus walking? I'd love to hear Sean's thoughts because Sean, you're a big runner, but you mentioned you didn't lose a lot of weight from running. And yeah, well, I, it, yeah, this is an interesting one. And, you know, it's a, it's an article that, you know, pits two different activities together. And I actually, I challenge it a little bit to say like, why not both? Um, but also, or why not one leading to the next? Because I think one thing that's important that I didn't really touch on earlier, I was very, I was celebrating having run my marathons last year. Um, but a number like two years ago, maybe two and a half, three years ago, I couldn't run at all. Couldn't run a mile. It was not, it was not happening for me. Um, and so walking started my journey. Right. And so there's a long, a lot of long walks that I wasn't really telling anybody about. There was nothing notable about it at all. It was just how long could I go for? And walking was, you know, it was um, for me, I was I was fortunate. It was easy enough. And it was just a matter of mental uh, commitment and carving out the time for it. So for me, it was it was starting out with the running or sorry, starting out with the walking. And then, and then after a while I was like, okay, what if I could, instead of walking for an hour, what if I were to run for whatever it was 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that, not even that. So I look at them more interconnected than like opposing forces because, and, and I think it's important for me to remember that and to share that with others because they'll, they'll hear marathon they'll hear distance running and it's like i I just really i think more important than that it's it all started with completely unimpressive walks and uh yeah so i'm glad that the topic has come up but yeah start if you can't run then then walk and i I don't know i don't want to denounce walking at all i've i have really enjoyed running um but i actually just look at it as more of like the same continuum the same spectrum i'm just going further and longer but um it's still it's still very similar in my mind yeah i think the title was kind of clickbait right because 
uh, I don't think they were trying to truly pit each other against them. And I don't think, I, I definitely don't think um, what you said to, to denounce the merits of walking. One thing I appreciated about the article was that it said, you know, the people who, who never got onto running, who just stayed with walking, you know, saw great success. Yeah. The, so, the, the comparison should be with neither. Yeah. Like yeah. what happens when you don't walk or run? Like probably worse than both. So that's the true control in the test here. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I would just, I, I, I just, I don't like it when I hear people say, oh, when you're talking about fitness and they say, well, I don't really get much exercise. I, I just, I just go for walks. I just go, they kind of undervaluing their efforts. Yeah. And like you said, that don't undervalue that to get that sitting doing nothing is way way worse oh we, we almost, like, yeah like <laughs> covid taught me that like working yeah. from home like it just months would go by and i go oh sad. Like, there was one time i went into I, I remember i had to go to get some groceries one day and i realized that walking from the parking lot to the grocery store was more steps than i had all week like it was oh, wow. it was ridiculous so it really is and and i and i don't know if um, that is all that uncommon you know, when we really think about it, like maybe some of yeah. us have kids and that that forces us to get active with them or chase them around or take them places or whatever. But I think it's quite common for people to be very able to have groceries delivered to their house, to work mm-hmm. from home, to not get any steps in at all. That speaking about, you know, our, our parents and grandparents from 20, 30, 50 years ago, they would be appalled to know of the lack of activity that is very possible with just our day-to-day lives we can still be gainfully employed and and get you know 200 steps in a day instead of a thousand or five thousand or ten thousand so yeah comparing it to a very realistic uh stationary existence not not good yeah yeah for sure um so josh that was i i did share that article with you you don't need to give me credit it's really you that made me think, oh, this would be something good to talk about because you you often say, oh, I just went for walks. I, I, and you're always, I always hear you say things like, I wish I could run again. I wish I could jog again. And I, and I just, I guess I wanted to share it with you because I wanted to really say, that's all right, man. That's, that's, that's great. That's hell yeah. Yeah. You're doing something. Be mm-hmm. consistent at something. Get out there, get moving. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and I, I kind of like what Sean was saying, like, why not both? Um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the approach that I'm taking. Like, you you know how I like to do this, Brett. Like, I've been doing baby steps. That's kind of how I set a lot of my goals because I'm not the type. Um, I'm not the P90X type where I can just go <laughs> hardcore and oh, just do hardcore. it. Like, I know that that type of stuff just burns me out. And so I've been going for a lot of walks outside. And then I've also been hopping on the treadmill. One of the things I try and do with working from home is taking a 10 minute break and coming downstairs and hopping on the treadmill for 10 minutes. It's nothing crazy, but it, you know, it gets me moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been trying to work on my incline for a while. And instead of this last week, instead of doing the incline, I put the incline back down at zero. And I've just been trying to do like, let's do uh, three minutes of jogging three minutes of walking. And then I did for a while, I did intervals of four minutes back and forth today. I did five minutes, which I know that doesn't sound crazy impressive, but to me, I was like, this feels good. I was sweating quite a bit mm-hmm. for me. If I can work up a sweat, if I can get my heart rate up, like that's good for me. 
Um, the other thought I had too, Sean, and I maybe you mentioned this, you might not have. I I accidentally cut myself out of the uh, out of the podcast here twice in a row while you're talking. Um, <laughs> apparently, I don't know how to use the internet. Um, you can hear it on the recording I, afterwards, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's so right. I have I, just inside baseball. I have a split screen here, one side with the recording, the other side I had my story, and I was trying to hit the back button to go back um, to the Excel spreadsheet where where we keep our format, and I kicked myself out of out of the website. Anyway, yeah, I was wondering where um, you but went. But one of the things, so uh, welcome yeah, back. So yeah, I did that twice. So who knows? <laughs> um, one of the things that I was going to say that I was really impressed with. Chelsea, your wife posted, I don't know, it might've been a couple months ago, but she posted on Facebook about how she had been going out for a lot of, a lot of walks. And I thought that was just really impressive. And, you know, whether it's seeing someone that's going out and, and walking or someone that's running a marathon, whatever it is, I think it's just the act of doing right. It's just getting in the habit of saying, I'm, I'm going to choose other than sitting on my couch, I'm going to go do something. Yeah. There's a, I mean, that's a whole, we could talk about that for probably another two or three hours, just the 360 degree benefit of it. The doing something that you don't really want to do and then discovering, Hey, this actually wasn't so bad. And you know, just the health benefits that come out of it and the discovery that you're capable of something that you never thought you would be capable of. Like this is, this is what gets us up in the morning, you know, and, and we can convince ourselves like I had, that I would not be capable of any of that anymore and discovering that I had a whole other gear like that. I think that's in so many people. And I have been thinking about Chelsea as we, as we, this conversation goes on because for her, it just similarly just started with, you know, a kilometer here, two kilometers here. And what I heard from you, Josh is like something that goes through my mind and has gone through Chelsea as well. Like, what if I could do this? And what about this? And what I love about you guys doing this podcast is, and you're so diligent about your progress tracking is you'll be able to look back, you know, six months, a year and go, remember when I was really stoked about those intervals that were two, three minutes and how I remember thinking like, oh, it wasn't much, but like that will build up. And I, I can promise you that I, I see it. It's the, it's the mindset more than anything that I'm so excited to kind of like, I almost wanted to hit the the remote control from the Adam Sandler movie. Or you just fast forward a year and, and kind of find out what happens. Cause you're just on, you guys are on such a good path and you're so good at supporting one another and you, you've gamified this and you're, you're celebrating the little wins. You're not, you're not tossing them out the window. It's so important to recognize this is where you're at. A 10 minute walk turned into a couple minutes jog here. That's, that's how you end up doing the long distance. There's, it's not like you wake up and discover you can do 10 K like that's, at least not for me. That's not how it worked for me. Maybe some people, but you're on a good path, you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was I was going to tell you this. Um, years ago, you, you'd probably remember this, Sean, but Bobby Pauls did a video where he talked very candidly about his health. And he was just saying, hey, I, I got to make some changes. And I remember being really touched by that that video. And I actually messaged him. Uh, privately and just said, Hey, I need to work on, on where I'm at. And you were talking about how you wanted to work at where you're at. And so we started every single morning where we would message each other and we were calorie counting, but we would be accountable to each other. 
And that's kind of where this idea all spawned from was having that person built kind of that built in accountability partner. Um, and I, I felt a lot of, um, how to, how to express this. I, I felt a lot of motivation. I didn't want to let Bobby down. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was a really helpful time for me is those, uh, it was probably like six months where he was literally, um, the first person that I would message every single morning. You know, he was two hours ahead of me, but I'd wake up and I'd send him a screenshot and say, here's how I did. How did you do? And normally we didn't message each other for, you know, hours on end. It was just normally, you know, a minute or two, a few messages back and forth, you know, have a good day. I'll check back with you tomorrow. Um, but having that made me kind of think, okay, I, I want and need that accountability. It's almost for me too easy. You know, you could say, well, you have your, your spouse or whatever. It's like, yeah, but she's, she's used to seeing me, you know, at, I hate to say it, but like at your worst. Right. So like when you have someone else, it's like, I don't want to let Brett down. Like, I, you know, if, if I'm going to commit myself, I need that accountability person. So that's kind of where this whole, whole idea for this kind of weird podcast is we didn't make this podcast as, Hey, let's make a podcast that is going to be really popular. And that's going to just be amazing. <laughs> it was a selfish, like, Hey, let's motivate ourselves. And if anyone listens and if it helps them great, but if nothing else, hopefully it'll help keep us, you know, accountable a little bit. I love it. So anyway, yeah. so I'm derailing things. No, 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 you're good. That was a great story. It all, it all connects back to the story and that's, where we're, we're, we're wrapping up our story mode. So thanks for putting a bow on that perfectly. Yeah. Well, Brett, the cutscene is over. So it's time to open your mini map and get ready to set your waypoints for our side quest, side quests and our main missions. Okay, so we're gonna go over. Um, let's see, and I'm having, I'm having a brain fart here. We've been talking too long. I, I can't remember for the life of me. This is old man syndrome. I can't remember if we talked about this pre-show or if we talked about this already on the show about our actual co-op role. I think we did talk about it on the show, but you tell me because I don't even remember. No, no, we talked about this pre-show. Okay, so we recapped our co-op. See, it's because you messed up the whole order. You said you were gonna mess with it me, is. and you know what? It ended up just messing with you just I as much. Mess so with myself. Yeah. Next month we should okay. just go back to the regular order. But this is the last thing we're gonna do today. And basically, this is this is our plan for February. And we thought, okay, let's pick something you and I, and maybe Sean, if you wanted to, could all do together in February. Not that we have to get back together, uh, but something we would do the same. And uh, maybe you could share how, how it went. And I had an idea since it's February, I would love to do something for my wife for Valentine's Day. So my wife loves more than anything... Um, words of affirmation. I don't know if you guys are into the love languages and I can't remember how many there are, but um, that's one of the love languages. She loves words of affirmation. So um, she loves it when I write her notes and cards and tell her how much I appreciate her and those kinds of things. And I'm horrible at that. And so I want to be better at it. So I thought I threw out this idea. What if each of us for Valentine's Day, because we each have a very important person in our life. What if we wrote them a card and maybe kind of since we're into gaming gamify it a little bit 
um, and write down for our spouses a top 10 list of the things we love about them. We love making lists on our podcasts and in the world of gaming. We love top 10 games of all time, you know, top 10 developers, whatever it may be. So why not make a top 10 list about our wives? And that is the co-op goal. What do you think of that, Josh? You want to do that? Yeah, I really like this um, for a couple of reasons. I think it's uh, it'll be unique to our spouses. I'm sure they'll think we're nerds for it, um, but they, I mean, they already know that. Um, but like you're saying, the, the affirmation that you know I'm pushing 22, 22 years of marriage now, and um, it's easy to kind of get in routines. And you know, my wife actually mentioned. A little while ago she's like you never or not never she's like but you don't really like get me roses or write me notes or and so like the other day i went and bought some flowers and just for the heck of it because i was like you know what? i need to be better about those type of things about those about those little like courtship things that maybe you would have been better about when you're dating or newlyweds um so i really like this i think it'll be um a little bit different than the typical val and we're, we don't really get big into valentine's it's not really our big thing um, but like i'll generally get her flowers or something so yeah i i like this idea well and you'd mentioned when i first brought this idea up that we're not going to come back and share our top 10 list this is just for our wives but i thought yeah. it might be fun if, if maybe each of us just shared one thing right now that might show up on our top 10 list would you be willing to share one thing that uh is in your top 10 things that you love about your wife right now. Do you want me to go first? Oh, I'm just asking if you'd be willing and if you want to go first, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think it's easy to kind of say, you know, all the generic things, um, and, and they're all meaningful. Um, but one of the things that really impresses me about, my wife is her ability to um, navigate difficult situations. And what I mean by that, so she is a nurse at the University of Utah Hospital, and she is what's called the house supervisor. So basically, whenever she works a shift, she is the head nurse over the whole hospital. And so being in that position, she gets all the craziness. Um, you know, if there's someone making death threats, um, she handles that. Uh, if, you know, there's some patient that's unruly, whatever it is, or, or any of the traumas that come in, she gets called into all that. So she never has a dull moment. Like my job is, I love it, but it's dull. Um, and, and, and I enjoy that. Um, she always comes back with these stressful situations and she's just, great at handling those. Uh, she had, um, she had a convicted murderer in her hospital. She helped the detectives, uh, catch a couple, like she literally was on the elevator alone with the guy texting the detective. Oh, what, you know, what floor they're getting out. Like she hopped in the elevator with the dude. And I'm thinking like, you're crazy. Um, but I just really appreciate how she has learned to navigate a lot of difficult situations and it makes her a much better mother than I am a father when stressful things come up at home with the kids. 
Uh, she's just very good at diffusing things and just working through things and finding, you know, root causes. Whereas I might just get frustrated and, and typical, like angry, mad dad, like, why did you do that? You know, she just does a great job of trying to see all angles and, and you know, make the best out of sometimes a bad situation. I think she's going to love hearing that and you're just going to have to figure out a way to condense it to a card and fit nine of the things in there. But it was, it was a beautiful you're sentiment. You're a good nurse. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Sean, do you want to, you want to share one about your wife? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, yeah, cliche to say how, how could it just be 10? Uh, we chose to oh, yeah. share our lives with these people. Um, yeah. Chelsea is all in on whatever she chooses to be in. She is, she learns all about it. And so this is sort of like a cheating answer because I get to say a bunch of things all that fall into that. But, you know, we're going to have kids. She became all in on that. Um, she's walking. She's going to go walk up a mountain. She's uh, she's all in on whatever it is. And she's it brings out her creativity. Um, it brings out her, her smarts. Um, she's very quick. She can multitask like crazy because of all of that. Um, yeah, it's, you wonder how the heck are we supposed to keep up with these people? But, um, yeah, Chelsea, she does it all, man. She's, she runs her own business, um, and she's all in on that. So yeah, I think I'll, I'll catch it all in as far as like, she, she goes all in, um, when she decides she's going to do something, there's no, there's no compromise. It's just all out. If it takes her until four in the morning to do it, that's what she does. So, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. That's cool. I love hearing that because I don't know Chelsea at all. And uh, I know Steph. I know Josh's wife. So as he's telling the story, I can kind of picture her. It's you really fun it, to hear yeah. you describe describe Chelsea. She sounds like a great, great gal. Well, and I, I you know, I was kind of having similar thoughts of I'm, I'm almost kind of like a middleman here where I feel like once again, like I haven't met Chelsea personally, but I've interacted with her and 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 feel like I have a, a good sense of who she are. And as Sean's saying that I'm kind of nodding my head, like, yeah, she is like, just like super mom. And, you know, I, I see some of the things she posts online and, and, you know, I kind of think about how I'm doing as a father. And I see like, like I see like even small things, like the way that she crafts the meals for your kids and just like, man, I got to step up my game. I'm, oh, dude. I can't, I can't compete. Try being she's, in the same house. Amazing. Try being in the same, under the same roof. As <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no, and there's no competing. And, and then also to the same extent, like I know Janine and I, you know, and I know all the uh, crap she puts up from you. Brad. <laughs> That's, That's <laughs> going to be number just, one on the list. She puts up with my crap. And, and just, you know, what, what a, a saint of a person she is, you know, S seriously, Steph and I so many times have made comments just about how impressive uh, Janine is. And so, yeah, like it's fun for me because I feel like I, I know each of your spouses and and can just, you know, agree with what you guys are saying. You know, Brett, you haven't said anything, but I'm sure I will wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with whatever I, you say. I, I might have shared this on the podcast, so forgive me if I have. Um, my, my thing would be what a hard worker Janine is. She's she goes all in too, but she, she just works her butt off and she never complains and is never tired. But the type of work she does too, she, she'll do anything. She'll do anything from, you know, mundane stuff to hardcore physical labor. I mean, she just works. And the, the story I was going to share to illustrate this is we, we bought a new house last year and we had to put in a yard and 
we were out there every day doing it ourselves and everyone else in the neighborhood hired a landscaping company, you know, but we, we wanted to do it ourselves because Janine wanted to do it herself. You know, she wanted to, to put the work into it herself. But uh, there was one, t- one time when I got COVID and I wasn't helping as much. And there was this old couple that would walk by. We, we would try to do it in the evening and when it was cooler and they would walk by and, and check in on our progress for the day, you know, because we were out there every single day. Well, the, the, the week I got COVID or something, Janine still went out there and was moving giant rocks and digging, digging these massive holes and hauling wheelbarrows of dirt and all kinds of stuff. And the, <laughs> the neighbors didn't know I was sick, but they kept on their walks and they'd come back and they'd be like, where's that husband of yours? You know, and at first that was kind of their reaction. And then by the end, after three days of them coming by and me not out there working, one of the days I went out there for moral support, but that, that made me feel even worse because they didn't know I was sick and they were harassing me that I was sitting on my butt. My wife was out there working so hard, but the point was she just kept working. She just, she does it with our, our family too. And when things, things get tough or, you know, I've been, I've been gone this, this month working 80 hours myself, but that means she's had to work more here at home and she just, she just gets things done and doesn't complain and uh, appreciate that about her. So that'll be fun to, to write nine more of these things. I think our wives will love that. And, um, we, you know, we do all these other side quests. Let's talk about our side quests now and what we're going to do for those. And I, I got I to gotta admit, one of the reasons I do my side quests is so I can keep up with Janine. You know, I want to I want to have the energy that, that she has and I want to be the kind of person she needs me to be. So should we start with our side quests? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, go ahead. Tell us what you got planned for February. Okay, I'm going to go quick because we have uh, blabbed a lot tonight. Um, my first one, and this is kind of similar to last month, is another reading side quest. Is I, uh, My wife actually picked up the book for me, The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, and I don't read as much as I should. And it's kind of funny, even though I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, when she got the book, I just she's like, here, I got this surprise for you. And I kind of looked at her like, I'm not going to read. <laughs> um, but I don't I, know how to read. Been, <laughs> what is this read? Um, anyways, I've been really enjoying it. I'm probably about halfway through, but yeah, my goal is to finish reading that this month. So that's my first goal. Um, my other goals are more related to my uh, health and wellness. Um, one of them is to, and this is going to sound silly, but is to drink 16 ounces of just water uh five times a week i know that's not a lot um, but i tend to drink a lot of you know flavored waters or even sure not say it but like diet sodas um but so just to get in the habit of drinking water more and to make sure that every day i'm just drinking just some straight water um my third one as i'm kind of flying through these deals with meal planning and this is i want to meal plan to have chicken pork or turkey and a veggie i didn't put that in there but chicken pork turkey and a veggie at least twice a week and i know that doesn't sound like much but when i tend to this is me um meal planning cooking it kind of doing all of it and when i cook i tend to intentionally make a lot so that i can eat it as leftovers i know some people dislike leftovers i don't mind them Um, but to try and make sure that I'm having a protein and a vegetable. And if I do that twice a week, I'll probably, um, 
eat them four or five times a week, if not more, and eat them for lunch and for dinner. Uh, so just trying to make sure that I'm doing well uh, with trying to eat as cleanly as I can. Um, it won't be perfect. And then the last one is one that I've had for a long time, but is to continue logging my food. And Brett, I'm going to continue sending you every morning a text message with with how I'm doing. Um, my, just my day is better when I get honest. a message from you. So uh, I'm got whatever I can do to help. But honestly, it's just... It's a great way to wake up to be like, there's my buddy Josh. He's, he had a good day, or even if he didn't, he's still there. And so I'm happy that you're going to keep doing this because I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing from you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it really it really does help me quite a bit to keep me, keep me honest and to um, – I don't want to say there's like a level of shame when you have a bad day because like there was um, the last day of the month. I remember I texted you and I was like, hey, I've already killed my goals. And Steph, who had COVID this last week – she got a sweet tooth for um, some no bake cookies, and I was under calories. And I was I like, this you know, day. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have a few no bake cookies, and I'm not gonna feel bad about it because I have done well a month. So like, having that occasionally is fine. Um, but yeah, but if I'm like having like a stretch where things aren't going well, then it definitely helps me to have to say to someone like, Hey, I'm really not doing well, and it motivates me to try and do better the next day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, keep keep sending those texts. I'll I'll be here. I'll try and answer them as fast as I can. Sometimes uh, you wake up way earlier than I do, so or something's going on. You're you're principal. Okay, I do, I do not. I know you're up early, and I don't expect oh, I, a reply. Oh man, I, I wake busy. up as late as I possibly can. I am not a not a morning person, and that will never be one of my goals. I I'm sure there's some health benefits to it, but oof, not gonna happen. Okay, so uh, Josh on mine. Just know that uh, I'm going to try some intermittent fasting and I have a project I'm going to do at my home and a project for my mom. Those are three of mine. I'm not going to go into detail, but the one I want to just talk about real quick is I set a yearly goal to drink 64 ounces of water 80% of the days. Well, I did the math and in January, I only drank about that much water 70% of the days. So if I don't catch up, I'm never going to hit this yearly goal. So I need to drink that much water 26 out of 29 days in February to get back on track for my yearly goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of worried about this one, but I figured I might as I I should set these little check-ins. We call them progress monitoring in education where you check in on your goal every month. Because if you don't, when the end of the year comes, you might be way far off and it's too late to recover. So that's that's my big that's my big side quest goal. And anyway, that's all I'll say about any of my side quests. Nice. Like it. Sean, do you have any side quest type goals, any any small things that you're hoping to accomplish this month? Uh, I do. I don't know that I'm as like smart goals as you guys are specific, measurable, achievable, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I gotta have at least one therapy session this month. Uh, just make sure that my, my mind is on track. Um, I want to make sure that I'm sleeping as well as I possibly can. Uh, it can be very easy, especially when I'm injured to no longer get up in the morning to go to the gym. And then I can just um, stay up all night and things can fall off track there. So I want to make sure my sleeping is good. I do want to track 
my, my version of sort of like calorie counting, I want to track like how many days can I go no granola bars? Like, can I get, <laughs> I'm just going to track. I'm just benchmarking here right now. Oh, I would love to see what your baseline is. It's every, it's zero days. It's the whole like no, zero how many right days now. without okay. incident. It's, it's how many, like there are incidents every day. So if I can then, get a good, then you should celebrate just even if you go one day without granola bars, you should at least celebrate. I, that's that. what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah. the goal here. Um, and then also I want to reduce my screen time that, that continues to be a thing that gets in the way of, um, my mental health, my physical health, my just, um, you know, productivity. Um, I, I set timers on some of my apps, uh, the ones that really get me, uh, like Twitter and YouTube especially are, are pretty bad. So, um, just adhering to when the time is up, the time is up and that's it. So a lot of those are related sleep and time on phone. I think are related for sure. So um, yeah, just a lot there, but none of them running related. I'm kind of bummed about that because I just got a, I guess sort of a bonus side quest would just be recover um, and be diligent about that. That's a reasonable one. You know, uh, we don't often put recovery or even sleep sometimes in a goal because we feel like, well, those are sedentary activities, but they can be just as important for your health short term and long term to do those and not push yourself before you're ready so i commend you for having those be part of your goals too thanks yeah yeah if you talked to me six months ago totally different goals totally totally yeah. different goals but yeah right now where you're where you're catching me in life gotta gotta rest and recover and be ready for uh what's next nice okay i like those and you know, it's the the sleep thing too is is one of those things that I struggle with because I kind of feel like I try and cram as much into a day as I can, and and with my gaming, I don't typically play video games until the house is quiet, um, and so there's always that kind of that juggling act of you know, do I stay up a little bit? Do I get sleep? You know, and, and I don't stay up crazy late. Um, yeah, I, I really like those. It's tomorrow, Josh. I <laughs> when we record. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason we record at night. We've had a couple times where we've done it, you know, earlier in the day, and it's I'm telling Brad all the time, like, oh, we got to stop. There's kids running behind. That's you know, fair. There's like little tykes running behind, and um, I do I do recall if we're going back to uh, We the Gamer Cast that. That that was sometimes a challenge with some of your guests is, you know, just the different environments. And it's understandable, right? Everyone's in a different spot. Not everyone has a, a quiet place. Yeah. But, but I, I, I record in my basement living room. So I literally have to tell my kids, hey, you can't have friends over tonight because I'm recording because we tend to weekends tend to always be kids here, which is fine. You know, I, sometimes I get grouchy about it, but it's fine. <laughs> Well, going back to the beginning conversation, uh, poor Sean is risking frostbite, and the longer we keep talking, the more frozen he's going to be in the end. Oh, I'm uh, good now. Being, I'm toasty. Being down no, in his quiet good. place. Did you warm up now? Okay, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. See, we've we've got you nice and warm. That's that's a good part of uh, being fit is having a nice warm up. So we're just getting started. Let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Actually, we're 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 winding up with our last three goals, main missions. These are our big goals that are going to take us all month to accomplish. You can't knock these off real quick. These are things you got to stick on throughout the whole month. So we've got one in uh, three categories, fitness, one nutrition, one gaming 
Josh, why don't you kick us off? What's your fitness main mission? Okay, and this, I don't mean this to be vague, but it kind of is. And it's to walk three times a week with jogging mixed in 30%. And basically what I mean by this um, is kind of like we talked about earlier is I've been trying to mix in jogging slowly. I'm not saying that I'm going to have times where I go, you know, jogging. Maybe I'll try going outside here soon, Um, but not saying I'm going to have times where I'm going to go jogging on the treadmill straight for 20, 30 minutes. Um, the idea is that, yes, I still want to be walking, getting my steps in, but at least one of those times a week, I want to be building up a sweat and getting some jogging and hopefully more. I'm trying to set this kind of as a low bar so that I can just kind of crush past it is the idea. Um, maybe that's cheap of me, but I'm trying to make it so it's definitely attainable and kind of takes that next baby step of, of moving a little bit more and a little bit faster. Yeah. No, I like, I like how you're saying you lowered your treadmill earlier, you know, um, and, and just mixing it up too can be a great way to just keep your body guessing. And so, so you're always pushing the needle, even if it's not like running marathons, like, Sean does. You don't. You don't have to do that. You can just change. Did it change like something once. small. <laughs> once. Twi- I heard you say you did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Third times. It's in. It's in the. It's in the cards for you. Just maybe not right now. But I. I got you, man. You can do this. Uh, as far as my fitness goal for the month, um, it goes back to kind of like my water one, where I set this big yearly goal to exercise fifty percent of the days for the whole year. Well, last month I exercised forty-five percent of the days. I missed a couple days. So I got to make up for that and get back to 50 in order to do that. That, that means I have to exercise 16 days, which is about four a week. And I usually only do three a week. So, I mean, it's great. It's great. I mean, you know, most people suggest you exercise five days a week anyway. So I've kind of been a slacker in this area. So I'm, I'm sure I can get this done, but it, yeah, it'll be challenging. But, um, cause I, I, you know, um, I, I still am working the two jobs, so I do have a little more time off than I did before. I don't work quite as many hours, but I'm going to have to be really strategic about where I fit this in. I might actually have to get up early. It sounds like, Sean, you, you wake up and you go to the gym every day then? Is that or in the morning? Not every day, but most morning. Yeah, most of the time I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there at the, the opening. Yeah, you're, you're a morning workout guy. Yeah. That's impressive. I've never, I'm going to have to do that a little this month. You got any tips for me on how to work out in the mornings? Set the alarms, tell you something. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? And that sounds, cause that sounds kind of flippant. Um, right. I write it down before I go oh. to bed. I, I write down what I'm going to do the next day. Um, and then because I have to look at that, which is why I love what you guys are doing here. Um, I do it daily. Uh, so if it's there and I don't do it, it's like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that feeling at all. Mm. And I got to fix it the next nice. time so yeah that's a grid yeah yeah i've never done it that way because and block out the time down. i i need to yeah. know where i need to be at at a certain time like i need i know i need to leave the house at 4 45 so i can be there at five so then, then i gotta leave i gotta get in the shower at this time so i can be ready for work like i i chunk mm-hmm. it all out because if i don't then whatever i'll just like whatever life kind of throws at me will happen it's a it's a little bit more proactive so it's very similar to this just chunk it down by you know the next day yeah. Sweet, man. Cool. All right. How about a nutrition goal, Josh? What's your nutrition goal? 
Okay, I've already kind of talked about this, um, but it is to do intermittent fasting. And I said a 75% trial run. When I first put in this goal, I said 50% because that was before I had even started. But I started this, like I said, like a week and a half or two weeks ago, something like that. And it's been going so well that, you know, I could probably even bump it up a little bit higher, but I'm sticking with the 75% just because, you know, schedules get busy. And I'm also going to caveat with this, Brett. Once again, I'm kind of, maybe this is cheating. I don't know, but we make our own rules. Who cares? Um, I'm not going to penalize myself if I don't quite make the, the allotted time slots exactly perfectly. Oh yeah. Uh, for example, tonight, um, or actually today, this whole day has been kind of weird. I took my, my son, Sam out to breakfast this morning. We, my wife and I have made a goal to try and have one-on-one time with our kids. And, um, I was going to take him out to dinner last night, but he ended up having a friend invite him over. So we're like, okay, we'll do breakfast tomorrow. And when I'm not eating till 10 o'clock, you know, I tried to take him a little bit later, but I took him at nine o'clock. I wasn't going to be overly concerned about that. Then this afternoon, my daughter had a cheer competition and it was from like two to like eight o'clock at night. It was rather lengthy. And I was like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do about it is luckily I wasn't there the entire Entire time, I I got to see her perform, but I didn't have to watch. I watched a lot of other performances, but I didn't have to watch them all. So I got there about four o'clock. So I ate dinner at three thirty, and I brought with me a little um, a little peanut butter Cliff Bar because I had a really small dinner, and I wanted to have something closer to six o'clock. Well, I was watching these performances. Next thing I knew, it was six thirty. So I ate the Cliff Bar at six thirty. Big deal. Like. I'm when when I'm home and in my natural environment, yes, I'm definitely cutting it off at six if at all possible. But if I'm, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes later, I'm not going to say, oh, I didn't do it. Like, believe me, 15 and a half hours is plenty long. I'll be hungry and I think it'll still benefit me. <laughs> all right. Um, I'll still so give you two points then. I won't be. That's kind of the idea. I'll let you there, bend right? the rules not, this time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm bending it slightly, but I'm still um, I'm still doing it. So I'm not overly concerned there. Yeah. Nice. All right, so my nutrition goal is uh, the last three months has all been about the weeks. Let's try and get through a whole week. Let's try and get through a whole week. But what I've noticed with that is it still only amounts to a small amount of days because if I have a good week, I have a good week. But if I have a bad week, I have a bad week. So instead of setting weekly goals, I'm going back to daily goals. I want to try and be under calorie 20 of 29 days, which is about 70% of the time. I've been averaging 55%. That's not good. So more than half of the time, I'm I'm over on my calories, and that's that's what Sean was saying earlier. You can't outrun your your fitness. So um, I need to, I need to be way better, at least seventy percent of of the days eating healthy. So that's where I'm at with uh, nutrition. You got any nutrition goals uh, for yourself, Sean? Um. I like how you guys phrase this and I was, I'm liking this intermittent fasting. My goal is to not eat on the way up to bed. That's my goal. How many oh, times yeah. can I do that? And, and again, I, I'm more on a benchmarking thing. Cause I don't know what a, what a good goal is like, why not make it a hundred percent? Like that doesn't sound reasonable. So 50, I don't know. I like benchmarking. Um, yeah. let's not eat on the way. Like tonight will be a good test. Cause it's, you know, it's tempting. And you're, and at the end of the day, when you're tired, like decision fatigue sets in, like I feel that big mm. time where just like, oh, who cares? And that's not good. So I need to, I need, need to be better about 
midnight snacking, as it were. Yeah, that de- that decision fatigue is a real thing. It's a real right? thing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I wonder if we could build you like a special staircase or elevator. It just skips straight that up level. It's like a reverse yeah. fire pole. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last goal. We are gamers at the end of the day. That's one of our favorite hobbies. Josh, you're all over the place with gaming last month. What are you going to do this month? You yeah, beat you four know, games again. I, I hate to have like a boring just number of hour goal, but with playing Tears of the Kingdom, like I didn't want to say like I'm going to beat Tears of the Kingdom this month because I'm not. Um, I'm probably I, I don't know 15, 20 hours at best into it right now, so I'm still in the somewhat early stages of that game. So I just put an hour goal and I just put 15. Um, it might not sound crazy impressive. You know, I see some of these guys that, you know, get hours in every day. If I get 15 hours in great, I might get more in just cause it's a switch game and I can tend to squeeze in little bits here and there. Um, but yeah, just, just 15 hours, um, nice and simple. Um, but I just want to mainly focus on, making some progress in tears. Cause like I said, I'm really, really enjoying it. What about well, you, the, the, the goal may be simple, but I know you enough to, uh, to, to bet that uh, you, there might be a few other games besides tears of the kingdom. I, I know you'll stick I mean, with tears of the kingdom. There's I know a you'll decent chance it. I'll probably get, but there's a yeah, decent chance. You're going to be telling me about four or five games that you picked up this month. So well, I can't okay, wait to so, see what so those here, are. Between you and me, Brett, yeah. okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. There's this podcaster that I'll listen to every now and then, and they tend to talk him and, and his other podcasting buddies. They'll talk about games and I'm like, that sounds really good. Yeah, I should oh, yeah. try that thing out. I know. And this jerk gets me sidetracked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but no, you uh, wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't want to make Man. it awkward. But I, I, but I am like that, you know, that squirrel type where I hear something and I immediately think, "Ooh, yeah. we got the FOMO." I get the FOMO. I hear about a great game and well, I hear even, how much someone's loving it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I got to play that." You know, I, I think I think it was Ryan Turford that was talking about um, wanting to replay um, Return of the King. Oh and yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And hearing him talk about that and I was like, dang it, I need to replay. And I just played two towers. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Like, and so I started fixing, you know, I hear it and it, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for those type of things, mm-hmm. you know, marketing really, really gets me. So having someone <laughs> talk and, and hype up something. Yeah. I lose all my train of thought. So, <laughs> well, going back to my um, story about the virtual world, I love playing Resident Evil in VR. So my gaming uh, goal is to finish up Resident Evil 4 in VR. I bought the game when it came out, and then I didn't realize that the VR mode wasn't being released at the time of the the game was released. I had to wait well over six months. It was December when the VR mode finally came out. And so I am on Chapter 6. I just finished Chapter 6. I believe there's 16 chapters I am absolutely loving playing this game in VR. And so my goal is to finish it up. I got 10 more chapters. It's going to be challenging because sometimes I do get the motion sickness with playing the VR. So I've been popping the old uh, motion sickness pills before playing. And the worst was the lake. Do you remember in Resident Evil 4 where you're out Mm -hmm. on the lake in the boat? And it... VR normally, oh man, VR normally gives you a warning that you could get motion sickness. At that particular um, chapter, it gave a second warning. It's like, you can 
and it gave you the option to completely skip that chapter oh, wow. because of how bad it was because you're in the boat and you're like <laughs> and i was real i was nauseous that whole time but i was not gonna skip it darn it so i did finish that chapter um and then you fight that big troll you remember the big troll guy and he's like you think he's big on the tv when you're in vr i mean his like hands as big as your whole body so that was that was a pretty fun fight and that's my goal is finish that up i'll probably play some tears of the kingdom too josh because i was inspired by you to pick that back up and i've been taking it to delta and on my uh, breaks, I've been playing it in the break room, and so I'm I'm back at it. I'm really liking that game too. I I, I love having a, a video game work break. Like <sighs> I used to when I when I would go in the office, I used to bring a Vita, and I remember I played through. Um, I'm trying to remember the Uncharted Vita game, what it was called. Golden um, Abyss. Golden. Oh Abyss, yeah. I I played through all of Golden Abyss at work just on 15 minute chunks at a time and that's probably not the best way to play it but it was so much fun and i remember i remember I had one coworker, okay that would always give me so much crap about playing video games on my break and he would just tease me really good guy but he would just tease me relentlessly about it well come to find out now he is like totally addicted to tears of the kingdom so <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to bust his chops about that nice. um Nice, yeah, nice. I, I, when you told me that, I just it's I fun. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't get to do that at my other job. There's no way as a principal you can take a break and play a video game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying that. I have a normal job now where you get a normal break and, and you don't have five year olds interrupting you with bloody noses and throw up issues and whatever. So it's, it is fun to play at work. So um, I hesitate to ask what Sean wants to do for his gaming goal, because it sounds like you uh, he might throw some ideas out there that will be tempting that I want to play too. But Sean, go ahead and tell us what you're, what you're gaming this month. Oh, well I will, I'll keep it simple. Um, I plan to finish Alan Wake two, um, yes. which I picked up at the end of the year last year, but my overall goal, Brett, um, I don't know if you've heard, but um, I'm not spending money on games this year. Oh, nice. I'm not, I'm not purchasing anything new. I'm not <laughs> spending more money on game pass. I have game pass, but like, that's it. So I'm not, like you talked about FOMO, I'm not buying stuff this month or any month this year. So we'll see how that goes. But my whole whiteboard is filled with games that I own that I haven't played yet. So I'm yeah. good. I'm just there's gonna... no reason to buy them. We have the same issue, and good for yeah. you because yeah. well, why why spend the money when there's so many great games out there? It's that gotten you ridiculous. Own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I you yeah, know how Sean, Josh says Sean, I make a spreadsheet. Uh... I made a spreadsheet once, and I looked up how long to beat. For all the games I owned oh, yeah. that I hadn't played. And if I had played them for 24 hours without stopping to eat or sleep, it would have taken me over three months to play all the games in my backlog that I owned. Yep. Yeah, the um, Alan Wake was chosen very, very quick uh, by the Royal Rumble. Uh, we listed all these games and assigned them to wrestlers in the WWE <laughs> Royal Rumble. And um, yeah, so long story short, Alan Wake is the game that I'm playing next. Thanks to Thanks to that. That's beautiful. Well, I love Alan Wake. One of my favorite games of all time. I love too. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to listen in and see what you think of it. Yeah, I'm just getting started. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say real quick, um, I've been enjoying, Sean, listening to you talk about not buying any games because I haven't necessarily set that exact same goal, but my yearly goal was to knock, I can't remember, if it, I think it was five games off my backlog. And if I buy a new game, then that automatically gets thrown into the backlog. Oh, so I'm nice. really I trying like to trying to focus on what I already have and, and just 
just enjoying the things that have, you know, that I already have, you know, right behind me, whatever. Totally. Well, and that's why I played Resident Evil because I had already bought it. And I also, that's why I did Gardens of Galaxy. I mean, all the games I've played this year have all been backlogged for the same reason. And they've been great. Comics are totally allowed, though. I am allowed to buy comics. Ah, and so <laughs> there's one right we, there. We got, nice. we got them. We got them right here. Yeah. A little loophole. Well, Sean, thank you so much for carving out the time. Yeah, man. I know this is a short podcast since we do it only once a month. And since Brett and I just enjoy gabbing, sometimes we do go long. And, and I appreciate you making the time tonight to to join us. Really really glad you could come i'd love to be here and chat with you guys i i do wish um my foot was in a little bit better shape because i'd love to be you know talking about how uh 2023 just carried on and everything is great and everything but um this is part of the journey um having a bit of a a rough go at the moment but you guys make it you know nice safe space to to chat about our ups and our downs so appreciate you having me on and yeah just i love what you guys have created with this it's super fun yeah, we, we always say we're definitely not fitness experts We're you know, we're not gurus of any sense when it comes to that type of thing. So we're just kind of two, two idiots that are just trying to motivate each other. And, and, you know, I think, I think for the most part, it's, it's been, been helpful for both of us. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brett, Sean in life. There are Glass Joes and King Hippos. You don't have to be either. Set your goals, get going, and come along with us as we strive to be both fit dads and game dads. Until next time, we will see you later.